0: Happy Halloween.
1: You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail!
2: We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and (sighs) guts.
1: It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo.
3: What are you girls doing up here?
1: Mike Dilo DiLorenzo.
3: Yeah!
1: June 8, Special 41, Daoud. I don't think you need to
4: tell a pop if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub-nub or suck. or something.
1: And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. <laughs> Arriba, 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 tata! Goal,
3: goal, goal! Uh, Is that what you were looking for?
2: Yeah, something like that. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Salida, Colorado's historic beer district, this is The Trail Show. And we are live at our Chafee County Telecasting Complex. Ladies and gentlemen. That's
3: right. We're in the bedroom suite.
2: Bedroom suite. Studio 3B. (laughs) (laughs) The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 plus countries across the globe we are on air on demand and heard worldwide on the apple podcast app stitcher google play and at the ladies and gentlemen he was taping a special across the hall here to talk to us about one of the most obscure trails in the western u.s the desert trail <laughs> Ryan Dirtmonger Silva is in the house. What up? Andale, cabron. Ooh. Ah. So you're going to yeah. school us on the desert trail today? As much as it schooled me, maybe.
5: Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good.
2: I know it's not an easy trail. Yeah. It's barely a trail, right? Y- yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in What's a What's your definition of trail? <laughs> also, in studio this month... We have former guest and current conservation director from the Colorado Mountain Club, Julie Mock.
3: All right. Good to be here. Keeping it local. Totally.
2: Nice to have you back. It's been over a year since we had you on, so we've got a lot to get caught up on.
3: And she brought some good beer. Take that, Buck 30.
2: That's right. (laughs) Where is it? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Last but not least, she too was taping a special across the hall fresh off the Oregon Desert Trail. And taking over Trail News this month, Katie uh, Salty Gerber. Meow. Oh,
6: boy. Happy to be here.
2: (laughs) Awesome. We've got a full house. And there's some other people in the room that we haven't introduced. But we will shortly. Yeah, we will shortly. They
3: were also taping a special. (laughs) Across (laughs) the hall. Outside, because there's only three studios in this house.
2: (laughs) All right, P.O.D., let's set the table and tell folks what's on the buffet. Today. Well,
3: we got a different kind of show because we've got a different setting. We've got some different co-hosts here, so that'll be exciting. Uh, let's see. We're going to do our, uh, trail, our trail trips, which is exciting. I think Dirtmonger and, uh, and uh, Salty have been somewhere. I mm-hmm. think you guys have been doing some trips. Recently? Yeah, like, <laughs> like in the last <laughs> week.
5: Okay. Yes. <laughs>
3: that counts. <laughs> uh, we've got an audio clip from Moon Kid Virgil. Uh, let's see what else we got. Our iTunes top five, as usual, probably won't happen. Uh, we've got a media review. How dare you? Uh, we've got some good questions, and we have some uh, some mail items, mm-hmm. as in M-A-I-L. What <laughs> else? Alternate use for te- 10 stakes? We're going deeper down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I was hole. going the other direction. <laughs> yeah, I thought. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> sure. That could be good, too. Uh, what <laughs> else? We got beer of the month without Mike DiLorenzo, so that'll be fun. And, you know, we got our donors And other shenanigans. Typical stuff, you know.
2: Should we start with beer of the month?
3: Sure, let's do it.
2: All right, Uh, let's let's start start with beer of the the month. month.
3: Beauty, take Take it it away. away. (sighs) We are drinking beer from three, four donors tonight. From Mr. Ben Benvy, who sent us beer from Canada and California. California.
2: and People might remember, he had the photograph that got into the Somewhere in D.C., right? Yeah,
3: they did for the uh, 50th National Scenic Trails Anniversary. They did a photo gallery. Oh, wow. And he had a disgusting picture of some really gnarly hiker feet. And they made it huge, you know, and they put it in the gallery. It was really cool. It's a really good photo. Anyway, uh, so we've got California and Canada. And then we have Frito Rolte Garcia sent us beer a long time ago that we've been keeping for a special
2: occasion. Yep, tonight.
3: So we got some beers from Michigan, and then also, we uh,
5: haven't seen that one yet.
3: Then, excuse me,
5: the one that special occasion beer. We haven't seen it yet.
3: Yeah, there's you. Have, you we had so there's one over there. It's in the fridge. Most there's of it's over on the fridge with the, okay. with the triangles.
5: Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I haven't had that, so it's a surprise for me.
3: I think you may have had one already. No, I didn't touch that one. No, but there's there are different kinds.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dirt. I think you may have had one. Maybe not. I don't <laughs> no, know. Oh, I don't think so. Okay,
3: and then we also have some beer from Buddy Sessoms from Florida, Buddy. So I started on the, uh, the Tourist Trap, which is a Belgian-style trappelle ale, and it was so delicious. And Dirt and I also had the Paper Salesman Pale Ale, which is one of the Canadian beers, I think. Or is that California? Canadian. That, that yeah. Paper Salesman. It was Canadian. This Paper Salesman is good. Yeah, that was, it was really, really good. It was. Tremendous.
2: Good. Hey, I got two tremendous. more buddy beers over here. I got uh, This is a trail show favorite from like three or four years ago, the, the Swamp Ape Double IPA. From the Florida Beer Company, 10% alcohol by volume. That yeah. was, was a
5: little rough for me.
2: Yeah, this, was almost, this, <laughs> one's, this one's not for the family. It was almost heart. an AKA Grape Ape versus Swamp Ape. But. And we also have the, um, the Marlin, White Marlin Witt from Selfish Brewing Company, also a Florida beer from Mr. Buddy Sessam's. Not you, quite Buddy.
3: as good as the White Cracker, but yeah. it was good. And then we have those three open. You guys want to talk about what we got open over there? Yeah, grab a can. Go on, Don't grab be a shy. can. Talk about what's what do we in there. Got?
0: The uh, I'm looking at a mango wit. Oh, that one.
3: That one's so mango. good. That's what That's I'm drinking really right now. There's only a little bit left, so if you guys want to, you know,
6: have a little taste,
3: finish it off. It's delicious.
6: All that this can says is different, same, same. <laughs> oh, double IPA.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's from a brewery in
6: Holmes <laughs> Brewery. Wait, she
2: said Dippa. <laughs> Different. Different same same.
6: <laughs> different, same same. Well,
3: I, I think it's it. from Holmes Brewery. That's oh, one of the Michigan ones.
6: No, no. Yeah, yep. This is brewery in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's
2: all, all right. it says. No what about the beer. can with
3: the eyeball on it? Where's that from? Yeah, come on. I'm gonna guess Canada.
6: <laughs> Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs>
2: ah <laughs> boom bam. The other bim, bim, bim Yep. That was an IPA. State
6: of Mind Session IPA. Oh yeah, that's the
3: session. Forgot? Did we already drink
2: that? Oh. I
3: haven't. No, there's, it. it's
6: just open. What's, what are you oh. drinking,
5: Dirt? What's the red can? I'm drinking uh, Muscaka. No, well, it's uh, Muscoco, I think. <laughs> no, it's Muscoka. I
3: thought you said, <laughs> well, said Muscaka, like and I was yeah, like, "What?" Yeah, I was what? trying to say, but Mouskaka. Mouskaka. It's,
5: it's a Mouskoka Mad Tom IPA. It's really good. Wow. Anybody else want to try? Where's it? that
3: from? Man, where, you know what? I usually get mad I at you, but he's it's really from... good at this. I don't taste where it's from. <laughs> I don't taste where
2: it's. from. Is there from. any beer in there?
5: No. There, there? A little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's from Breckenridge. Some Holy backwash. No, wait. Breckenridge. Oh, is it almost Ontario, Canada. No.
2: So that's our beers, and there's a lot more beers we'll be getting to throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout ah. the show.
3: Yeah. I'm not a big IPA gal, but whatever. Alrighty. I'm just a big gal, but not an IPA gal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Let's do our conservation <laughs> Let's interview. Get into it. This is what
3: we're all here for tonight.
2: It's actually been since July of last summer, July 2017. Julie, we had you on show 61. Tonight is show 76, so it's been a while. It's been like 15 months, and a lot has transpired in the CMC world since then. Before we get into the the weeds of what you guys have been up to, let's kind of reintroduce you. So you're Julie Mock, the conservation director for CMC. Correct. So Julie... Tell us real quickly about CMC and about what you do.
0: Absolutely. So, Colorado Mountain Club, one of the oldest nonprofits in the state, in the country, really focused on outdoor recreation, hiking, mountaineering, backcountry skiing. Uh, and I work in the conservation department, really focused on protecting the landscapes that we use for those, um, those backcountry sports. So, we do advocacy work around wilderness areas, around um, protecting our, our public lands, um, protecting recreation access, and working with the federal land management agencies to make sure those areas where we play are protected. Um, And then we have a stewardship program where we send folks out in the field to actually do work on the ground. And that stewardship component is really part of what I think legitimizes our our conservation work Um, because we can talk about it and we can advocate and, and lobby for, for conservation of public lands. But if we're not out there uh, doing trail work and restoring habitats, um, it, it just doesn't count. So.
2: Sure. So, Can you talk uh, a little bit about what you all have been doing this summer specifically?
0: Yeah. So we had two um, stewardship crews out in the field this year. One was based down in the San Luis Valley um, on the Rio Grande National Forest. So they were out there exclusively working for the Forest Service, um, doing a lot of trail inventory work. Um, That forest is huge. They've got, I think, over 500 miles of trails all over the place. And they've got Maybe three or four recreation staff total for the whole forest. Um, so they literally don't have the manpower to even go out and, and see what's happening on their trails. Um, they don't know where downed trees are. They don't know where there are major erosion issues happening. So we had our crews going out, um, doing a lot of that inventory work, and then doing trail maintenance along the way. So cutting out downed trees um, and restoring you know, erosion issues and, and that sort of thing. They did some work on the on the CDT um, up near Wolf Creek Pass. Um, oh, nice. And nice. Awesome. Yeah, and then all over the, the forest, all three districts down there. So that was one of our cruises. This year, um, And then we had a statewide crew. Um, they were moving all over Colorado. So they were everywhere from kind of the Kremling area and uh, Flat Tops Wilderness up in the northern part of the state, um, out in Palisade and on the western slope near Ure, um, and then doing some work in Buena Vista and, and all over. So um, they, they hit a lot of different types of landscapes, forest service, BLM, kind of everything in between. Um, again, doing trail work, some inventory stuff, some restoration, fencing, a little bit of everything.
2: Oh wow.
5: How uh, big how big are the crews?
0: So two two pe- per two person crews, two people on each crew. So two crews times two, four. Four total. <laughs> yeah.
2: Cool. Wow. Yeah. So is that what these folks here that you brought in tonight did this summer?
0: Yeah. So they are here tonight. This is the last day of their um, program. So they've been on with us for six months. Congratulations! (laughs) Totally. We took them to dinner. We let them get on a podcast. We're feeding them beer. So Uh, it works out. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, But they've been they've been working their butts off, um, really all summer and all fall, just crushing it. And and they're living outside, so they've been um, um, trying to stay warm the last couple of weeks. They're totally. Thumber, like they've been on yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah,
3: totally. Paul, Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't you guys
7: uh, introduce yourselves? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm Sarah. Holla.
1: Holla. <laughs> I'm Logan.
7: I'm Emily, or Mamba. I'm Kiri.
2: Is it cool if we ask them a few questions? Please. Okay. Uh, and feel free, whoever wants to field these questions, just hop in. So uh, I'm curious, like, how did you guys hear about CMC and and this seasonal position.
7: Well, I heard about CMC. I heard Julie Mock on the trail show. Ooh, oh, oh, okay,
2: okay. You're the one. Yeah. <laughs> and you're Mamba, right? Yep. Okay, so were you hiking when you heard it? or like? Um, you...
7: I first heard of the trail show when I hiked the PCT in 2016. Okay. And I actually know Amanda. Sweet. Oh, Zul. Um, yeah, Zul. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know her as Zul at the time. We actually shared a room together in uh, Mount Laguna. Oh, early but, on, yeah. So it was way early on, but it's
2: like day two or three or yeah.
7: whatever. Yeah, <laughs> cool. That's
2: and, really and neat.
7: did that come up during your interview? That you uh, had heard for on the trail show. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brink- <laughs> yeah, Brink Messick interviewed me, and he asked uh, okay. uh, what, like, how I had heard of the program and stuff, yeah. and I was or what I knew about CMC. I was like. Basically everything Julie Mock said on the trail show. And it, well, I said I listened to this podcast, and he's like, is that podcast the trail show? Oh, <laughs> I was he, like, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, wow. So That's awesome.
2: So Brink knows about us too, huh? World famous. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Uh, well, how, how, other folks, how did you guys hear about the position in CMZ?
1: Uh, I went to Adams State University, and they're a big proponent of the recreation in the San Luis Valley, the Rio Grande National Forest, and that's the crew I worked for. Um, and Brink Messick uh, actually sent a email out to one of our coordinators for the adventure program at Adams State uh, oh, looking okay. for recent graduates that were looking to uh, further their experience in the backcountry. Okay. And we did some,
0: yeah, really focused recruiting down in the Valley because we knew that crew was going to be based there and wanted to get some local folks on board, so it was awesome to have Logan part of that.
2: Okay, and the, the other crew... How did you get word out to like that area of Colorado? Right, they were in a different part of Colorado.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were working all over, and you know, Kiri came from Montana, and um, Sarah oh, nice. was in state. So, you know, really, we we post the the positions as far and wide as we can we can reach. So,
3: yeah. yeah. All uh, right. What about the rest of you? How did you hear about the CMC?
8: Um, I just heard it from Google. I typed in <laughs> nice. trail work, yeah, Colorado, and Colorado Mountain Club came up. So. Oh cool. Nice. It was the first one I applied for and yeah, yes, yeah, great. Cool. Loved it.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Kiri, I've got a question for you. So how did you not end up at the Montana Conservation Corps? Yeah, how did you that? how did you end up <laughs> in Colorado with CMC?
7: Um my schedule didn't work out, so they didn't hire me.
2: Oh uh, okay.
3: <laughs> <So> ah, okay. <laughs> so
2: yeah. Okay. I got we lucky, luck. I
7: gotta come yeah, down got here.
2: <laughs> yeah, we um uh we have a a contact from this guy who is kind of higher up in mm-hmm. MCC now. Yeah, Clip Kip He's yep. hilarious. Kip Kip. Yeah. And we're going to have him back Clifford on the Clifford
5: sh- the Big Dog, Big Red Dog Kip.
2: Yeah. He's always got some fun tales from the MCC seasonal cruise. So well,
0: And know. it's crazy how much overlap there is in the trails mm. world. So I worked with the Southwest Conservation Corps. My former boss was an MCC um gal way back heather McSlero, and then she worked for cmc and actually hired me on to cmc so it's like this huge like incestuous world of conservation uh-huh. cores we just infiltrate everything
2: one other question for our, our esteemed crew here so each of you um just if you can think of like one highlight from the summer and maybe one low light you don't uh-huh. have to do the low light but but give but me the a low highlight. lights are so fun yeah the low lights can be fun and don't get yourself in trouble with the low lights don't you know? Don't incriminate anyone. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, hop on. If anybody's got anything like highlight of the summer, let us know. I mean, surely there was a fun moment or two while you were out there.
1: Well, Julie mentioned that the Rio Grande crew did some work on the CDT, and when I had started and applied for this job, I'd understood that I'd just be doing a lot of hiking and trail inventory and being on my feet a lot, and I was pretty excited about that. And then. A uh, little ways through the season, we found out we were doing some work on the CDT cutting out logs. Okay. And we used a nice single buck cross cut saw. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. times. From the Divide Ranger District. And Sarah and I, we cut a total of 118 trees. Nice. <laughs> 19. 119 trees. <laughs> yeah. so don't, don't forget that that last tree. Um, and... Both a highlight and a low light. Um, it's definitely not work I was expecting to be doing, but <laughs> having finished that section of trail, it's about 12 miles of trail that I now know hopefully will not be yeah. covered in trees for a year or so. Right <laughs> on. Probably a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's How pretty it
2: satisfying work. It yeah. is. Yeah, but it, it's, it's tough. Who else? Um,
8: I'll just talk about a low light. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I forget what trail it was, but... Um it was in South San Juan's and it was like halfway through June and we were just hiking up and um we just discovered there were like a million mosquitoes so mm. yeah pretty much just hiking through those mosquitoes was the hardest thing and we just forced ourselves to get through it not suffer or not die on the trail but um Pretty much, almost did that. So
2: wow, you yeah. per- you persevered.
8: Yeah, that's That well, right. was a low light, but there were many highlights that I that I can't really think of right now. Okay, <laughs> she gave some blood. It's on the the trail. end of the evening, yeah, gave, yeah. some, blood. Yeah. gave yeah. some
2: blood. Too much blood. How about you, Mamba?
7: Um, I would say a highlight for me was working on the Mount Albert Find Your Fourteeners project. Oh. Um, we got to work with the CFI folks and just seeing how much, uh how particular those crew leaders are about getting rock work and we were putting in some rock steps and getting it just right and making sure stuff's going to last for years and years to come and uh, really honing those skills was really incredible and then we had a huge volunteer event and um with a great turnout and just getting to work with those volunteers. How many folks really did,
5: did? How many folks turned out?
7: I think we had, uh, I don't know what the number of volunteers were, but between staff and volunteers, it was about 40 people. Wow, cool. Total? Whoa. Yeah, it was one of yeah, our larger events. Awesome. Um, but it was great.
2: <laughs> right on. Did you meet Brian Sargent from CFI while you were out there? Does that ring a bell? It
7: does not ring a bell.
2: We had, I just asked because we had him on the show earlier this summer, and he was actually talking about that Mount Elbert project. All right, and last but not least, any highlights from lowlights? Yeah,
7: Ooh, I definitely. I don't know if I could pick one, but all the views we saw. Yeah, sure. I climbed my first um, <laughs> Colorado 14er, uh, Red Cloud, and the yeah. view from oh, up there was beautiful. amazing. Yeah. yeah,
6: cool. Thank you.
3: And no grizzlies.
7: Yeah, that, <laughs> right. Or <are> no grizzlies. <laughs>
2: A little difference between Colorado and Montana. No grizzlies here.
7: We did see a couple of bears, though. Did, oh, nice. really? Yeah, actually, last week we saw this. We were just we were driving along doing campsite inventory for the BLM. yeah. Uh, and this um, massive black bear came across, and he just stood there. And the video looks exactly the same as the picture, because he did not move wow. an inch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. Awesome. That was pretty
2: cool. Well, thank you guys so much for... Tell us a little bit about your summer. Thanks experience. for all the work you guys did. Yeah, thanks yeah, for your work. Yeah, you Julie, what what do you guys have on tap for 2019?
0: So we are in the you know really fun grant writing and and money grubbing stage of of our season now, right. um, trying to ramp up for for next year. Um, but yeah, looking ahead to have another um, hopefully two crews again um, in twenty nineteen. And uh, you know, there's so much work down on the Rio Grande National Forest, and we've had their um, trail folks just kind of begging us to to do some more projects down there. So hoping to have another crew on that that forest. Um, but also looking to kind of, you know, expand our, our scope a little bit, do some more of these 14-er projects, um, and then um, really working with the BLM on a lot of other projects. And, you know, in Colorado, they tend to manage the lower-lying areas. They tend to call it the, the bathtub ring. If you look at a map, mm-hmm. it's kind of that yellow um, BLM land that you see lower down surrounding the valleys. Um, but some of those lands are, are the areas that are getting hit, hard, hit hardest by recreation, right? They're closest to local towns. So slide NBV, the first thing you hit when you get outside of town is is BLM. Um, so really looking at um, doing sustainable trail development in those areas is is going to be a key focus moving forward.
2: If folks that might be listening to the show wanted to volunteer for next year's seasonal crew... I, I've, it's only October so that's probably a, a bit off like, we'll start recruiting how
0: does that work? yeah we'll start recruiting as early as January so'll we'll have positions okay. posted and um, yeah cmc.org slash conservation all of our information will be on there and um, whether you want to be on a crew for the summer or you just want to come out and volunteer on a project um, all of the information will be on there
2: okay and, and for folks that aren't interested in volunteering but are might be interested in like donating or giving or joining CMC. Mm-hmm. How can people go about doing that?
0: Definitely same thing on the website's the easiest way, cmc.org. Um, and you can find all all about our programs, everything from conservation to our youth education programs um, to all of the trips and classes that the club offers for for members. So it's, again, everything from learning your basic backpacking skills to high-altitude mountaineering classes and technical climbing schools, backcountry skiing, that sort of thing. Um, one other plug I want to add. Yeah. Um so CMC regularly hosts the Backcountry Film Festival around Colorado oh, yeah. and that's we're getting into the winter season now so we're starting to transition from focusing on trails to focusing on on backcountry snow sports and um, this year we've got a, a sweet video um, filmed in Colorado um, up in Leadville at the Sangri Hut um, featuring yours truly and some cool. other people um, so we've actually got a, a film in the in the film series um, and we'll be um, in Salida, in Golden, and Boulder um, across the western slope we've got like 10 different showings going cool. in Colorado so um, we'd love for people to come out to those events and learn more about our backcountry snow sports and Initiative and other work that we're doing.
3: And I will say that CMC offers a wide variety of classes for all different levels of lots of different recreation. And even if you don't live here in Colorado, you could consider a vacation where you come out for a week or a weekend and take a class and then go do some recreation afterwards. But um, I have several friends that have taken the classes and they're great. Yeah, we've got some incredible leaders um, that have yeah. been
0: mountaineering and, and yeah. doing this stuff for years and years and years. So. Yeah.
2: Beauty, didn't you recently talk to a senior? I did. Class? I went
3: to a beginning, <laughs> I went to a beginning backpacker class to talk about all oh, the West nice. American Long Distance Hiking Association West, and kind of just very generally about long distance hiking, you know. And it was like on a a Thursday night or something at the the uh, the place in Golden American Mountaineering yes, Center. Yep, AMC, and uh, everybody was just you know tired and. Star- the guy in front of me had been t- talking about tarps for an hour, and there was like <laughs> di- different pitches, and you know. And so I was like, "So yeah, you know." I gave him some information about all the West, and uh, I didn't have a presentation or anything. And I talked about long distance hiking, and that's really what they wanted to know more about. Not because they want to do it; they were just curious, like ooh, a weirdo?" <laughs> like, this is the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was funny because I asked. I told everyone in the room, I was like, "And I'm, I'm part of a hiking podcast, which." You're not going to get a lot of helpful content from, but, yeah, it's kind of entertaining. And I, I said it was the trail show. I was like, has anybody ever heard of it? And just the TARP guy was like, oh, I listen. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes, one person. Another weirdo. win. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I did. I went and
0: talked at one of their classes. Awesome. Yeah, we bring in celebrities for all of our classes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
2: Awesome. Well, Nobody knew who I was. Is there anything else that you want to get out there about CMC before we move on?
0: No, just thank you guys for having us on. And um, I do want to – so Emily told me this story. <laughs> so I – you know, after we hired her, I right. found out that, you know, she heard about the podcast and – um so I emailed you guys, and I think you read my yeah. email, but read it anonymously, right? Because right? We, we weren't That's sure how right. she was going to, like, work out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um,
7: didn't want to, like, put all our eggs in one basket. She can tell the rest. Uh, and let me remind you, I listened to the trail show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. I, was, uh, I was actually, I, when, when Brink gave me the job offer, I was like, I was like, when does it start? And it's like early May. I'm like, sweet, I have just enough time to hike the Arizona Trail. So I go, I'm on an Arizona trail and I listen to a later podcast where there's an anonymous letter (laughs) saying, um, well, we hired somebody who, who heard about us through the show at our anonymous conservation organization. And I was just like, Oh, I know this is me. This is, they're talking about me. So, and so, so she says, uh, if, uh, you know, I mean, you guys know if, if she works out, um, I guess I owe you a beer. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. This is great. But if she sucks, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like on the trail, like not only if I, this job doesn't work oh out, God. is the job not going to work out? But then the trail show is going to hate me too. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, it's, it seems like it all worked out. Yeah.
7: Well, she she brought you guys beers. Yeah, you so. Brought, so, so. obviously I did. And it was right. a, it was <laughs> yeah. a six pack. So she True.
2: She, yeah. she
0: was awesome. They were all awesome this year. So that's thank great. You. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Okay. The cool. trail
3: show connection. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Hopefully we can. Send some more good seasonal uh, workers your way, Julie. Please do. That's our goal here That means more beer for you guys. Yeah, more beer. We're (laughs) in a shortage of beer, so we we need some more. we definitely need more. All right, the website is cmc.org. Donate, get involved. They're doing good work, people. All right, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we've got Trail News with Salty. Yes. And the Desert Trail with Dirt Monger.
3: This is Henry Shires of Tarptown LLC, and I never listen to The Trail Show. Thanks, Henry. It sounds kind of like The Onion. Yeah, a little bit. You know? I
5: wonder if they're related. Aren't they kind of both (laughs) (laughs) redhead-ish?
3: Redhead-ish?
2: I like that. I don't know. I think Henry is.
5: Isn't The Onion kind of redhead-ish, too?
3: Mm. Hey, guys. I'm about to crack the Golden Monkey Belgian-style trapel with added spice.
2: That's a classic. That's a uh, good beer. I want to try it. This is from the last really shipment.
3: This one is uh, from no, Pennsylvania.
2: Th- no, that's from me, from a long time ago. No, I'm t- I'm telling you. What What
3: do you mean from you? You went to Pennsylvania and got no, this?
2: No, I bought that beer at Costco. I gave most of it to Biggie, <laughs> and then I brought one oh. back, and that's the one I brought back. So that that actually goes back to a show a couple months ago. Wow.
3: Oh, it smells really. Oh, it's good. it's a winner. It smells
2: like monkey. It's a bingo.
5: <laughs> monkey butt. I hope that was recorded, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're switching it up this month, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Salty in for trail news. We fired Special. We fired Triple O. We fired d We've got Salty in here to do news. Salty, all right, take gonna it away. I'm going to do
6: my best to fill in. Excellent. All right, our first trail news item uh, <clears> is that <throat> the Aldo West gathering took place in Mount Hood, Oregon whoop, a, couple, a couple weeks ago.
9: Whoop, whoop. Mm.
3: <laughs> I think he's just making sounds. Okay. Are we are we all right? okay. Beauty, you were there, right? <laughs> I know you didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> whoop whoop! Oh right, Agua Fria, Agua Fria,
6: right. And uh, so there were some great guest speakers. JPD was there. She was talking about the importance of our collective voice as a community. Jim Wolf uh, talked on the origins of Ooh. the CDT. Jim Wolf, wolf. or yeah. Wolf?
3: Wolf.
2: Okay. Jim and for people wolf. not in the know, <laughs> who is JPD?
6: Jennifer Farr Davis. Okay.
3: She was good. really good. She was I got to okay.
6: say. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the Triple Crown Awards were given out. Uh, there were costumes worn. Mm-hmm. The theme was party like it's 1958, uh, celebrating the 50th uh, anniversary of the National Oh, World.
5: I was like, Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, scenic Trail Act. No. And Is then, that 1968? Oh, yeah, it 68. No, wait, 68.
8: So yeah. were, 68. was there a lot of tie-dye? Fuzz, fuzzy
6: math. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there okay. was some. It yeah, was. There was some. It's great.
8: All
5: good doing his little hippie impression. Yep. Oh, and yeah. that, he, that's every day, Yeah, dude. I was going to say he lives that. Yeah, yeah, What are you, what are you talking <laughs> about? Impression. He had Come his on.
6: patch pants that he wore. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and then on Sunday, the board elections took place, and the newly elected board members include Zul and yeah. Chardonnay. Yeah. They were elected as board members at large. Virgo was re-elected as a board member at large.
2: Congratulations.
6: And... And Naomi was re-elected as treasurer. And? And I was elected as VP. Dun, dun, dun. Whee! Wow. Yeah. yeah. Salty's I the like new it. VP. Bo, bo, bo. I
3: know. <laughs> Dirt's not impressed, so apparently.
2: You're the new Joe Biden.
3: Yeah. I'm
6: the new Snorkel. Yeah,
2: you're yeah. the new <laughs> <laughs> Snorkel. That's right. And, <laughs> and Joe Biden was funny. I'll right. be expecting
6: <laughs> you to eat
3: as much as Snorkel does. Oh, man. I don't
6: oh, know boy. Know if I yeah, can good luck. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was <laughs> great. And that was the gathering. Wait,
5: who's. Uh, huh? What? Did, did you say I'll get still. He yeah. didn't run. The rest Good. of the
6: positions stayed the same.
5: All right, just checking. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, he should be like for life. Right? He, yeah, he's president for no, life. No, he's he
6: got won. one more year. One more year. Ah, then he's done. I don't believe
5: it. Don't you people understand he should be for life? He's for life. So should
6: Trump. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Our uh, <laughs> next trail news item. Is uh, comes from the Washington Post. Uh, a Colorado what? resort area comes to the aid of a cash-strapped national park. And this is referring to Vail and Eagle Creek's government giving money to the U.S. Forest Service to handle the increasing number of visitors to White River National Forest each year. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. And this is happening in other parts of the nation as well. So nationwide, more people are visiting uh, more public lands than ever, but the increase in visits hasn't been matched with an increase in federal funding. So the Forest Service budget has remained flat at about $5, million, uh, five billion a year over the past decade. Um, and so the growth in tourism population has led local governments to set aside tax dollars to help out these federal agencies. And there's just kind of some controversy and discussion going on within all these communities of like, you know, why are we doing this? But, you know, ultimately we need to do this because it really benefits everybody.
5: I, I live within the uh, White River National Forest and... You kinda don't realize you live in the White River National Forest because it doesn't make sense like there's no white River near us, but uh, maroon Bells is severely oh, yeah. highly yeah populated and and trampled and i uh, i yeah. I've heard at some point that that little area gets more visitors than the Grand Canyon gets per year Whoa. It's, not wow. a, it's not um it's not a national park, and you know there's a bus that goes up there from Aspen every you know quite frequently, especially in the fall time when things get pretty crazy up there. Permit yep. system going yep. on, all that stuff.
6: Yeah, um, yeah, and it was interesting because they mentioned that funding problems have worsened in recent years um, because more than half of the Forest Service budget has uh, been consumed fighting wildfires. Yeah. So.
2: And that that should change soon. Appa- yeah. Yeah, because they changed the structure. Split. Yeah. 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 Yep. But wildland firefighting is going to have its own budget, and the rest of everything the Forest Service does is going to have its own budget, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because typically, the wildland firefighting budget would eventually eat the rest of the Forest Service budget because there's more and more fires each year that are bigger and bigger, and there doesn't really appear to be any end in sight. Mm. So things are changing. Hopefully, that that budget situation will get a little bit better.
6: Yeah. So that's supposed to go into effect in 2020.
2: Okay. So we've still got two years. A little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah.
6: All right. Uh, Another story relating to the impacts of the increased use of public lands. America's national parks are being ruined by human poop. What? And how number two has become problem number one? No. In some of our very moments, clever, beautiful <laughs> public lands.
5: They land. put the P-U
6: pun. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, as attendance is growing in national parks, um, managers at the federal, state, and municipal levels say that improperly disposed human waste is their biggest issues. Uh, the average person... Produces one pound of solid waste per day. We should just throw it. Yeah, we should just throw it at
2: each other. That's only one one pound to get rid of it. (laughs) Throw it at each other, but it's (laughs) going to land somewhere. As long as it lands
5: on someone,
3: it's going to fall off. Unless you're throwing mud, poop, (laughs) it's going to come uh, down (laughs) (laughs) onto the ground. Sometimes it's pretty sticky. I know. That's why I'm surprised with this one pound of poo per person per day. Right. That seems low. That's
6: It's an average. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, What do you think a thru hiker's pound per poop? Some people aren't eating much fiber. Two pounds.
5: No. Two pounds? I sure. feel like I eat maybe two pounds of food per day, but I probably poop 10 ounces of poop per day in the morning at that, 6 a.m. on the dot.
2: You're going to have to measure it next time and give us a report. Oh, I, I can give you a, when I feel a, a real size, big one, but not a weight. When
3: width. I feel a real big one coming on, I like to weigh myself on the scale and then go to the bathroom and then weigh myself again.
2: Come on. It's <laughs> hilarious. Anyway.
6: It's yeah, out of control. Well, yeah. So, of course, the, the exposed <laughs> human poop is a breeding ground for disease. It contaminates water sources, uh, and it's gross. Um, oh, so,
5: the humor is great. It's <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, just so everyone knows, the proper l t method is to find a secluded spot 200 feet away from the trail, campsite, or water sources, dig a six-inch deep hole, do your business, and cover it up. Toilet paper... Even if it's biodegradable, does not get burned or buried or shoved under a rock, it gets packed out. Uh, yeah, that's essentially it. So yeah. the, they say that lack of knowledge is still the biggest factor contributing to the issue. And uh, rangers and you know the trailhead signs, they they do their best to educate people, but people need to become come prepared to the trail. I'm going to start yeah. eating with their my toilet <laughs> paper. <laughs> so then when I poop it,
5: they can't say anything against me. <laughs>
3: okay. You're like it's in, it's wound up in the toilet. Uh,
2: you're like I'm sorry, sorry. like <laughs> it came out with the poop. You're following yeah. the
6: rules, mm-hmm.
3: then you can wipe as you go. Oh, <laughs> trail tip. Oh,
6: oh. All right, this next one's a little bit bizarre and sad. Uh Yellowstone geyser barfs up strange garbage dating back to the 1930s. It sounds like a hiker. <laughs> so a strange garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just
5: a Yellowstone geyser barfs up. Right oh that oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Isn't so that describing a hiker, we barf up everything. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
6: Uh, apparently, last month, uh, a typically quiet geyser in Yellowstone uh, spewed water up thirty feet in the air. And afterwards, this park, is
5: totally an onion park thing. And All police. the words you're using are so borderline inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is real. This is a real spewed geyser barf, like a fourteen year old wrote this.
6: <laughs> okay, so after after the geyser spewed, uh, <laughs> park and police. It's proving it. <laughs>
5: This is from the onion or something.
6: <laughs> Parking police found um, a bunch of garbage surrounding the vent, and this included a Ham's beer can, a, a vintage pass- pacifier, a shoe heel, and dozens of coins. This geyser hadn't erupted since 1957. Wow. Uh, of course, the park stated that foreign objects can damage hot springs and geysers, of course. I think uh, it was the coins? <laughs> So everyone should stop throwing their garbage <coughs> into the geysers. Wow, it's so like a flux back, capacitor. You put in
5: everything night, in it, and it goes really fast.
3: I wonder what what date the coins were. I'm curious, like it, how it long ago specify. were those coins thrown in there? And the shoe heel, right. like is that like a high heel? Someone was out there, like I on know. a date. <laughs> that's how it was like. When they <laughs> yeah, got, we got things they go? got crazy, and they're kicking their shoes off, and it went. Maybe in the geyser. it was a beer opener in it. Ah, yeah, because there see. was also a beer can.
2: Do you, will you move your mic up? It's like uh, there you Better? go. Better. Yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, it was, you had a little Mike Droop. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it, it's, you're good to go Mike now. Droop. That's a good right. trail name, too. Mike Droop. <laughs> Mike I kinda, Droop. So and, yeah. I, go ahead. So, so yeah,
6: the, the curators are considering placing these items in the park's archives as a reminder to people not to throw items into the springs. It's the springs re- are it's not a trash. What was the name of people? this geyser?
2: Can you imagine? Uh, like Droop?
6: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't specify.
5: Like. Well, so, what's that? Like... I mean, I would. Oh gosh, they're trying to keep it secret.
2: Think, yeah. think of no, no, no. They name that. They geyser did name it. Did did. Yeah, I, I think don't remember. I just yeah. didn't but write it down. I'm trying to like imagine like the guy with the ham's beer can. Who's like, know. you know, he's walking along the boardwalk and he's just like, and he just tosses uh-huh. the beer can over hit the back, you know, his yeah. back shoulder and nonchalantly it, just and it lands in this geyser and apparently it stays there for 80 years until right. this year and then it got. Wow, um, sp- what is spewed? Spewed? Yep. <laughs> the spewing geyser. It's <sighs> <sighs> that's kind of. I mean, spewing and hams. That's that sounds about right. I, I'm okay with hams. Are oh, you? Yeah? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never but heard of like it either. It's like, what is this? h a w m It's bad beer you can buy in Oregon. Yeah. And All right. other places yep. in that area. Yeah.
6: Weird. Yeah. Okay. Our next item is breaking news. It just <gasps> happened yesterday. Oh wait. The Environmental Protection Agency <laughs> <laughs> and state officials are looking into the possibility that a mine discharged waste into left-hand candy. <laughs> so oh, much more
2: inappropriate man. words. Which now, this, this affects... <laughs> this is about another hiker. Again. This affects Dilo <laughs> discharging Special, waste. and Triple O's backyard.
6: Right. This is Boulder County. This is Boulder County. Uh, I s-
2: discharge boulders all the time.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. The EPA said that they were told about discolored water and hundreds of dead fish in Left Hand Creek Ooh, downstream wow. from Good the moment. Captain Jack Mill Superfund site. Uh, and Boulder County has a drinking water intake that's about 15 miles downstream from the affected Ooh, area. Oh,
3: they're going to go crazy. Yeah.
6: So uh, the Left Hand hmm. Water District shut off the intake from the creek when they were first told of the situation. But since then, which was only yesterday... The EPA said the water district has reopened intake from the creek after testing the creek's water quality. So everything's fine. Yeah, apparently everything's fine. I am not
3: going to drink water out of the tap the next time I'm at Triple O's house. Drink up, D'Lo.
2: Drink up. Stay thirsty, my friend.
6: (laughs) 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 Enjoy that discharge. We're going to end on a feel-good story, which is that the Washington Post recently featured the ODT... In an article titled, The Oregon Desert Trail is Just That, Complete with Canyons and Rattlesnakes. So for anyone not in the know, the ODT is a 750-mile route through the less well-known, more arid, and more remote eastern side of Oregon. The trail goes through some really beautiful regions, including the Oregon Badlands, the Lost Forest, the Canyon Canyonlands, and Steens Mountain. Um, and I think it was awesome that this trail is being featured because the route was created by uh, the Oregon Natural Desert Association, ONDA. Which is a conservation group, and they developed it as a way to spur appreciation for the lands that they're trying to protect. So it's neat to see that their efforts are getting some national attention.
2: Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that it? That's it. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. Salty just ran out the door down the hall, She's spewing gone. boulders. <laughs> spewing she boulders. She had to go feed the cat. Drinking oh, hams.
3: Drinking <laughs> <laughs> cat. So Salty's cat
6: sitting right now.
3: It's the worst.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Is it is it a tough time?
6: Well, I like cats, but this a lot of cat noise, right? it yeah, it's very vocal. It's uh, it's a fourteen year old cat, and I think he just misses his human. Yeah. No matter what I do, he just yells at me all day long and all night long.
2: Oh no. I
6: haven't been sleeping much. So. Really? Yeah. Well, so you does the, nof- cat, the cat
2: sleeps during the day, maybe? Well, you,
6: Not much. No. Off and on. Every Most time it goes to sleep, sleep, you need to do a
3: vengeance meow. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, <laughs> <laughs> mostly, no. mostly he just yells. Oh, it's no. It's terrible. No matter so what, this what I, I do. So lack of
5: sleep is why Pod you let POD cut your hair today?
6: Oh. No, I was just, did a great uh, job. I was just
3: admiring how nice you, I mean, you always look nice, but I was thinking you look, your hair's brushed. <laughs> and
2: uh, Salty, have you, considered, have you considered Benadryl in the cat food?
6: Anything like that? No. No, hmm. that's a good idea. Well,
2: I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you you,
3: you got to know the dosing.
2: You
6: got to yeah. know the dosing.
7: I
2: don't know the
5: I
7: dosing. I
3: would feel really so, or,
7: bad. Or
2: go find a geyser and just...
7: <laughs> throw the
6: kid <laughs> <in>. <laughs> 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 No, it's more like, like... Like, that's the meow. It's like... Really like oh,
3: angry. no. Yeah. He's it's angry. It's a weird
2: podcast. <laughs> 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 All right, we've got an audio clip from Moon Kid that I'm going to play right now. Moon Kid, as folks may or may not remember, is our friend Virgil who is hiking from the bottom of South America to the top of North America. And he is currently in, oh gosh, he's in the somewhere up in the northern parts of South America. I don't know what country exactly. Um,
3: he is, by the time this show goes live, he'll be in Ecuador. Ecuador. Wow, cool. Yeah. Excellent.
2: So the clip we got from him is from a few weeks ago, but, you know, it's a little dated. But uh, it'll give you a, at least a feel for what's going on in his world out on that trail.:
4: Hi guys. well, I have to say that um, the tale, the tale of who is still going on, so that's uh, that's awful. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I've been feeling much better since uh, my treatment. I am um, in in better shape definitely, and I was able to to get back to a normal pace to enjoy the walk, so yeah, that's great and um, have been to Lima, a small, uh, small location in <laughs> this project to rest <laughs> up and to do some boring stuff it. to fix up some gear and to extend my uh, my uh, uh, authorization of stay in Peru. And uh, also I, I bought a, a microphone to to try ah. to enhance, to improve the um, the sound of my on my videos, and right now I'm recording this small message with uh, this microphone. So I hope you you will hear difference and uh, yeah enjoy uh, enjoy more my uh, the small episodes that we try to to do every month. I encourage you to to go to see them, <laughs> even if I I don't need to to do these uh, ads because. P.O.D. did it very well f- for, for me, so thank you very much. <laughs> 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 and, um, I I walked in a Waiwash Cordillera, too, which is a very beautiful part of the Cordillera de los Andes in, uh, in Peru, very high elevation mountain, and plenty of crazy mountaineering stories. I I enjoyed it very much, even if even if, well, I have to say, to my opinion, that was... Very busy, very touristic, you know. Of course, that's uh, that's great that people get to to the wilderness and uh, and enjoy to to walk in the nature and uh, all these. But well, I'm I'm not used to walk with a a whole organization in national park, and you have to pay fees to to get to get a grass pass or anything like this. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, and uh, <laughs> but very nice. I, I loved it. And after afterward, I, I got back to the Capacnan. The Capacnan that I have been following since the beginning, of, actually, since uh, from Santiago, capital of Chile. And um, the Capacnan, that means the royal way in Quechua, Quechua, which was uh, the language of the Inca Empire. And the Capanyan was a kind of uh of red uh, network. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I, I just get confused between Spanish and English. Um yeah, a network of uh, communication and um commercial trails. So that's um that's a huge thing which uh, which is part of the of the World heritage uh the UNESCO. Plenty of beautiful archaeological remains, and that was a beautiful section of the Capagna very well preserved. So I enjoyed it very, very much, even if that wasn't as remote as uh, the hut of uh, the Cordillera Blanca. Um, the Cordillera Blanca, so we could say Waiwash Cordillera is uh, the southern part of this uh, Cordillera Blanca. So right now I'm um I'm planning to do a small uh round trip in those mountains around the Alpamayo, the Mount Alpamayo, which was elected I don't remember the exact year, but during the twentieth century, uh that was elected the, the, the most beautiful mountain in the world. So wow. that's absolutely exceptional exceptional mountains and um, I'm very excited to get there and uh, even if of course it's going to be I guess kind of physical physical trekking physical hiking there's a lot of uh, elevation gain and loss but um, yeah I'm very excited and in good shape so I hope the the next time uh, I will send you an update it will be the same case and uh till then well thank you thank you again for uh, <laughs> for doing this uh every month show i i have the opportunity to to say it to you so i guess plenty of people think it, think it and don't don't have this opportunity but uh well i i can tell you so i do i i enjoyed it very much and uh, keep going like this is great see mm-hmm. you bye
2: there he goes. Ciao, Moon Kid. Moon Kid. Cool. Somewhere. uh in guys. Equator- we'll whoa, 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 to... <laughs> whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I guess it was on a loop. Dirt, you were nodding your head over there. You, you've you hiked some of the areas he was talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I just
5: uh, was out with Bobcat and Stefan Taroli this past July and August in the Waiwash and the Blanco. Okay. Um, and why wash why gonna... wash we followed a circuit out there, and then okay. in the Blanca we followed uh, Swami's like basically Cordillera Blanca high route. Yeah,
2: and we want to have you back yeah. on on a future show to talk about that hike. Yeah,
5: he mentioned the Alpamayo. We went around that peak within the first couple of days. Okay. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was from Austria. They were the ones that thought it was the world's most beautiful mountain.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, apparently it won an award. Yeah, I think it was like the 50s. Like it was. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, did you think it was the most beautiful mountain? We ever? saw
5: it for br- like briefly for five okay. minutes, and then it was just in cloud cover the whole time. Yeah. And then we saw it from the backside, and usually things look better from the backside. So, hey
3: now, <laughs> he did, I think he sent me a photo. And it was really beautiful. <laughs>
2: okay, we'll post a link or we'll post a photo.
3: Maybe we'll ask him to get send us a photo so, so make sure it's the correct one. But right. I was just want to mention, you know, a moon kid is um, kind of following the similar path of um, Fidget and Neon. And his hike is called The American Hike. You can find him on Facebook. And he's got really, really great YouTube videos that have English subtitles now. So yep. um, you don't have to speak French. And um,
5: Or Spanish. I love his uh, intermingling of the. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's really cool. So we uh, met yeah. Moon Kid in
3: New Zealand. Yeah. And we spoke English with him the time that we were around him. But then once he started this journey... Uh-huh. He had gone and learned some Spanish and now that's yeah way more dominant than his English. And so he and I message a lot and we in always message in Spanish. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so impressive. Funny.
5: I met a guy when I was in down there in, in Bolivia recently and, and he was from France and on a motorbike travelling uh-huh. to South America yeah. on a motorbike and he, he spoke the same way. And I was so happy, so thankful because his Spanish was so broken, as much as my uh, my Spanish was broken. Yeah. But his English was just so it was perfect, like, a, a perfect talking.
3: Yeah. No, Moonkid's uh, Spanish is great. Very cool. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he's been living down there basically right. for a couple yeah. of years now. So yeah. 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 Anyway, good luck, suerte, Moonkid, and uh, keep us posted.
2: And suerte to her odyssey. They yes. have just gotten out of south america right by the time they're the show goes it, right? live
3: yeah. they will yeah. have exited for good they've gone so they back and forth
2: panama, next? panama yeah, yeah.
3: panama In and they'll be
2: updating they gonna they're across actually across the canal,
3: they're or? actually going to be announcing soon about Sweet. their plans so.
2: awesome okay yeah cool stuff when we come back we're going to have dirt talk to us about the desert trail so don't go anywhere This is Bobcat, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, we're back from break. We've got a special clip from Frida Rolltie Garcia, who joined one Liz Snorkel Thomas this past weekend on Snorkel's Grand Rapids, Michigan brew-through. And uh, I think we've got a clip. Beauty. The
1: beers on this hike have been, uh, some have been quite delicious. Some have been mm, questionable. That's why I said that questionable when you (laughs) asked. And Liz has been responsible. Snorkel has been responsible for all the questionable ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow! It sounds like they had a good time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Frida Roll Tide Garcia joined Snorkel for what twenty miles of the yeah, first day. Yeah, she did. She,
3: I think she did more of that, but yeah, he did twenty miles, and you know that's pretty awesome. Muy chido. Muy chido. And by the way, instead of Frito Rolte Garcia, your name is now Frito Way. <laughs> Frito Way. Spelled G-U-E-Y. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Look that up.
2: All right. Speaking of ways, we got uh, Dirtmonger in studio. Uh, Pinche Weyes. Biggest hey. way out there. We're going to talk about a hike you did early this summer. You've done a lot of hiking this summer. Spring and summer, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was your first hike of, tw- of the year, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was. And it's a it's an obscure trail that people might think they've heard of, but they, re- they probably don't really know about it. It's called the Desert Trail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How the hell did you hear about it? Was it the trail you show? You know, it's funny. I wasn't... We've never talked about I wasn't really expecting... You know, it's
5: funny. I was like perusing stuff today, but I wasn't expecting that question. I think I heard of it through like PulseToller.com back in okay. the day when Buck Nelson's journey, or Buck Nelson's journal was on there. Journey Journal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense
2: whether well, you can't talk about the Desert Trail without talking about Buck Nelson, Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So, so I, I I
5: I remember remember reading his blog because um I think he it, back then you didn't when you didn't have a trail that didn't have a name or anything else. It, it was on Post Tolar, it was like other. Other. Right? Oh, right. It was in the yeah. other category. Like, like Buck 30 <laughs> has a lot of others, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh Buck Nelson did too as well. So, I remember seeing it back then. Oh god, this must be between this must be like 2011 or something like that. I I you know this was prior to anything I did after the c d t in two thousand twelve, so I remember it being on my radar back then,
2: okay, you know, so why did you decide to pull the trigger on it this year?
5: I thought about it for a long time, man, I really thought about it for a long time, but it it there was this always it seemed so intangible a little bit like it it was almost unattainable, like there was not not much really there yet. I didn't know if it was kind of like um, just an idea, and I probably had done. There was other stuff that seemed more or just as wild and as doable as that one did. Basically, like, okay, Brett Tucker has a lot of information, yeah, you know, or a lot of resource stuff or whatever, or Swami has a cool idea down in South America or something like that. Like, all that stuff seemed a little bit more real to me. I did look at the Desert Trail in 2015 when I was looking at the no-name route that I was... Uh, yeah. Loose, yeah. It, it, that's a loose name there. Like, I'm not calling it... That name there is not like a definitive I route. I just
3: it's, put it into Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. It's just It was just a, a, an
5: idea I had to to connect Mexico to Canada, but I, I wanted to tie in the southern portion uh, of California, of the Desert Trail, into right. the Nevada, which I did do the Great Basin Traverse on here, so that would have been part of what I initially had schemed up. Yeah. I didn't do the whole desert portion at that time down south, desert trail portion down south in California. But by that point it it like I was looking for something different, mm-hmm. something that was less traveled. Um the desert trail for me at that point, I, I probably got caught up in the whole notion of doing something from Mexico to Canada type thing. Right. Um I think when you do some of these major trails and you go from Mexico to Canada, you kind of get caught up in doing something that's the, the fourth one. Yeah. Right. And well, I also and, think that yeah. there's
3: for through hikers who have started their journeys on some of the more pr- you know, popular trails, I think there's a notion of like a v- very specific and concrete start and finish. You know, like you yeah. can't, mm-hmm. and, like and I, I think that's hard to let go of. Yeah, to border like, to borders, yeah, definitely it's, concrete. It's yeah. just starts here and it just ends here. You know, yeah. like that's harder, it's a hard thing to let go of, but I think if you can. It frees you up to do a lot of cool stuff, right? right? Is the what, that is was the
2: border? To, is the desert trail border to border? Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to burp off my oh, that was good technique, good mic technique. Uh, I had to we learn from watching uh, yeah, POD earlier. Yeah. Um,
5: well, I, I mean, I think initially when I tried to do the no name route, whatever it was, <laughs> was just to connect the least like what I thought might have been the least used public lands in the United States. But it was also because I wanted to do the Idaho Centennial Trail at that time after that point, um, and I researched the desert trail more man it 's really tough to say yeah. so there's there 's a a desert trail association that basically ran out of steam, ran out of money um, the group got pretty got old in age, and it almost became defunct, and the route ended in um Central Oregon, off Highway Twenty, and Drinkwater Pass. Okay, so Mexican border
2: uh, to Central Oregon. Yeah, but That's the initial random.
5: the initial intent was to go to Mexico, or go to and, Canada. Uh, yeah, go to yeah. Canada. Yeah, um, but it's not very easy once you get up there, especially okay. finding for one a true desert corridor. Secondly, trying to define a route through public and private land because it's not
3: it's not the same uh climate as that what you're saying no yeah.
5: it's not and there's not a, a direct line of sight or if there is something that might make sense it might be privately owned so the so, way the route was the yeah. character of the route down south might be very wild and 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 i mean crazy wild but you don't want to walk a highway through a desert environment mm-hmm. to try to tie something north they ran uh, out of I steam see. a okay. lot right so yeah um The cool thing that Buck did is that he really made a a heck of a go in trying to make it get to Canada. And the Desert Trail Association adopted his route that he completed in 2012 from Mexico to Canada as being the official Desert Trail You mean he walked it? He did. And so that Mexico to Central Oregon at Drinkwater Pass was defined as by the Desert Trail Association. Everything from that point adopted by the Desert Trail Association was pioneered by Buck Nelson. Okay. He made a huge effort in trying to get up there. So basically what's adopted now as the desert trail is from Mexico to Canada, and it's roughly uh, 2,223 miles or so. So the terminus is is set, and I, I, I probably sound a little... What are the terminus? Yeah. Termini.
3: Tell us what the termini. Well, are.
5: Well, the terminus down south is Hakumba Hot Springs, so oh, it's literally nice. it's, it's probably like uh, uh, no it's not nice I, well I mean I mean I'm not a
2: hot springs guy so uh, but uh, no. yeah and you live in you live in a town with like hot springs three hot yeah, springs yeah but those yeah, ones yeah. are
5: gross they smell like farts most hot springs smell like farts no but Sulfur. I smell like farts too so maybe we have a common threat. so I don't soak in fart springs I'm very picky. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like my underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: Fart Springs? Yeah. yeah. Another good trail name? <laughs> yeah. Fart Springs. Um, that could but be n- Allgood's name. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, More like Mud Springs. Oh, wow. That's, that's tough, All good. That's tough. Up.
2: It's a tough room here. <laughs>
3: um, Sorry. Please continue. Get serious so again. So ok- Akumba
5: Hot Springs <laughs> is... It's not very far eastward of the PCT. It's fifteen to twenty miles eastward. Oh, Ooh. really? That yeah. close? Yeah.
3: You could yeah. do a yo-yo.
5: <clears throat> Is there actually you trail could do there? The PCT and then no. Okay, I didn't. I mean, I didn't the, the first so. couple of miles might you might follow some dirt road until you hit. Um, you you basically walk a couple of miles of roads until a couple mile of, of roads until you hit Carrizo Canyon. I
3: think it's pronounced Chorizo. <laughs> it's not Chorizo. It's not Chorizo. <laughs> that's
2: something completely different. That's, P.O.D. That's something. Please. What all goods pants? Chorizo Canyon. Like. Oh, wow. <laughs> I almost did a spit take, man. I saw that. <laughs> no. I almost so, spit my beard. No, there's Why? there's
5: no trail really to start this whole thing, but the Carrizo Gorge Tree, is really gnarly. And okay, I'm going to show you guys in the studio right now. See this scar right there? Oh yeah, I was wondering about that. Oh, okay. that, that's, that's my... from the first day
2: of trail. Damn. First day of trail on the Desert Trail. Um Damn, that looks like the yeah. kind of scar, like if you're getting a bolt put in in the bottom of your leg to like screw your leg <laughs> yeah. together. That, that's, that's that's the kind of scar we're so talking it's, about. I thought it's, it was like, just varicose it's veins. Mesquite. <laughs> yeah, I'm not
5: getting that old yet. It's mesquite, um, cat claw, and uh. and sh- and shaving my shin off a rock, like the f- the front uh. edge of a rock, because it, it's nothing but cross country through there. It's so overgrown. I know there's been some. Um, Conservation effort over the years, as far as getting rid of like the salt cedar down there, the tamarisk and stuff. And I visited that place in 2015, and there used to be like water water jugs for illegals crossing the border. Border. They're they're called undocumented. Undocumented. Sure. Um, (laughs) But the jugs weren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, But that corridor is is also widely known for undocumented. People crossing the border into the states. So sounds a like a f- corridor for it is. And I mean, I saw like uh, I remember seeing.
3: Well, that's why they choose it. Yeah, I remember
5: seeing an, an abandoned camp with a gutted deer carcass and some clothing and a fire pit. Whoa. And so you knew someone had had eaten there, um, and camped there, whatever it is. But so you start in that rugged country, mm.
2: and then it only gets worse.
5: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know that <laughs> man. That that canyon is. Is as worse as anything on that on that trail
2: really um
3: well, that probably like weeded out all the masses right <laughs> it weeds out all the the, the normal through hikers yeah
2: well, the, let me yeah. ask you this how if you could guess a percentage how much of the desert trail is actually on a trail oh on- tr- on literal on, trail yeah literal even,
3: trail even, even idaho type style trail oh man ten
2: percent twenty percent yeah. Twenty three percent. Like I
5: mean, it, I could have horse wild horse trails that that looks better than any trail I've ever been on, but it's not certified trail. Okay, right. So, yeah. but that's still kind of wild trail, right? But I'm as talking... any trail it follows where water is going to go, so you're kind yeah. of following the same type of a path yeah. you would follow on any other stinking thing, right? But like definitive trail, um, that's like eighteen to twenty four inches wide. I mean. Pfft, Man, I I don't think you're pushing past twenty percent. Like I feel like oh, it wow. might even be a little bit so, lower.
2: So what's the other eighty percent? Is it cross country? There, there is
5: some like old, very old mining roads, Jeep Roads. Maybe okay. there's some newer like Jeep Roads, ATV roads down in like the Brago yeah. Desert and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of it's like wash canyon uh-huh. corridor, mm-hmm. cross country across ridge lines there was like some minor trail in some of those ridge lines but some of them are so little used that that even you're just following from cairn to cairn just walking a ridge line so the trail's kind of gone um, erased because not very many people get up there Um, or you're following old cattle trail, wild horse trail you're not really following anything that's definitive from anything you've ever experienced and like in the PCT. The, the ironic thing is that the way this route was initially planned back in the sixties and seventies was to be kind of a sister trail between the CDT and the PCT or right. the AT and I'm sorry, the, it kind of mimicked the AT and the, and, and the PCT as being like a, a corridor that would go, you know, North to South. Um, but it's more inland, but there's, there's nothing that was definitively built. It was built as a route um basically the like, wild system. Yeah. So if you wanted to like if you wanted to see that trail back in the day, like you would or if you wanted to see the PCT before a trail was built, you probably would just follow the flags, right? Okay. And this is kind of how this was. Like you're almost like it's like as if you were following the flags before a trail was built. Right. right? But there's so you, no flags. There's no flags. So you're just like going <laughs> up. It's it's like a trail planner's vision before it the trail ever got built
3: are there any sections that someone like you know your average person you know like d would want to <laughs> get a few days off is, is really there really no there is i i are there any okay. sections I do. where like I, someone could go yeah. and be like hey i want to experience part of the like, desert trail i have
5: an idea in mind for like a joshua tree traverse that would include a big oh, portion okay. of the desert yeah. trail um i think you can include that portion of the desert trail it's super scenic there's enough water for the most part to get you through it. So it goes through the park. It does. Oh, that's But cool. it goes through the eastern part of the park where hardly anyone goes through. Huh. Hardly anyone goes through okay. that area. I mean, you hit one of the campgrounds there, and then once you divert east from there, you're in like no man's land. But you can go between the highways, between... Highway 62, I think it is, and Interstate 10. So you can kind of do a little section hike that's maybe point-to-point 60 miles long. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of nice. There is some sections. I mean, all of this stuff, the way it was designed, especially through the guidebooks, I mean, there's a lot of history that I can go through this as well. No, don't. Please please don't. Beauty hates history. It's very, very deep. What I mean by that is by how the guidebooks... Um, like the, in the order they were constructed from the trail. It, it was just an idea mm, that, that got developed. She still hates it. But <laughs> the guidebooks were more or less organized through day hikes. Okay. So, ah, okay. so you can park at a spot and then hike to the next spot as long as you have a shuttle or something. Sounds, Sounds like, like the, the Colorado Hay Duke. Trail. Sounds like the Hayduke. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it, it wasn't organized to be a thru-hike. Right. And, yeah. and the Desert Trail, to me, with someone who's done thru-hiking, it didn't seem like it was organized as a through hike yeah sure mm-hmm. and so there was some parts of where it didn't make sense to go to this parking yeah space totally like uh, okay. to the trail you know what end. i mean yeah. like i was like why do i gotta go over there just to see where someone parked 30 years ago when i could just <laughs> walk through the desert that's much more wild than right what that is so is that what you did yeah a yeah. lot of times um
3: so your hike's did... invalid is what you're saying yeah, pretty <laughs> oh much. Yeah. wow beauty you <laughs> pretty had much.
2: Uh, you had to go there why yeah, yeah. why is it always
3: about? someone's bullying? gotta go there yeah might as well be me well, do, uh, but going, sorry, but go going
5: back to like hikes for people to do, um, there is sections for people to do. I think that 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 is attainable. Like you could park one area, hike thirty miles. That that's how you can experience this desert trail. It's not going to give you that little dorky tour around Death Valley. That's a four right. mile loop, and you're close to stuff. And but they're going to warn you about how dangerous it is. No, it's going to be like pretty severe cross-country through desert terrain where you have to have some sort of knowledge of the desert, some skill level, and it's going to be very rural, and you probably have to carry your own water the whole time. I had to cache the first 250 miles about, but that was just yeah. because I didn't know. <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I didn't okay. know. There's no updates on any of right. these water and sources. And was there water? No. <laughs> yeah. well, my, my first water source that crazy. had water besides like town stuff wasn't until, oh man, I, it was called Budweiser Spring. Kind of funny. Um, wow. And it was just north of Interstate 40. And I believe that's like mile 350 or so. And it was just oh my gosh, a man. slow, agonizing drip. And it was so hot by that point that it just. I mean, it was the slowest drip. And did you need water from there? I didn't need it because I had resupplied off I-40. I had some family come up and get me at that point because I knew that was a tough resupply point. So my family actually doesn't live far from there in the the town of Rosemont. So um, they came up and got me. And So when I started that, I had enough water to get to where I needed to go.
2: How how much moderate water were you carrying through the
5: southern section? Well... On average. So... the backstory behind it, too, is is I was following the route from Mexico to Canada, right. not from Mexico to Central Oregon. Okay. So I was defining my time frame to be based off a Mexico to Canada hike versus a Mexico to Central Oregon hike. So I started, in the end, and retrospectively, I started later than I should have. Okay. So... I started in in some pretty gnarly heat um some sandstorms and, and some 100 degree heat and oh my god had some like weird mercenary what I thought was mercenary they're probably drug, drug uh border defenders type of encounters and then oh like minutemen uh, or no no um... well, they were I think they were like like super high security consulting agency oh weird um, man down near the border and it was really cool, but they they hooked me up with some water and some fruit and, and okay. Dirt. So it was a supported hike. <laughs> yeah, that was a supported hike. Yeah, yeah, totally. But once I got north of there, like that's where the water stretches got pretty
2: bad. Um, Ten liters? Like what are we talking? Uh, no, I, I'm not that. You're not a masochist. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I'm a masochist, but I'm not that dumb. So, so you cache water pretty frequently. Then.
5: Well,
3: what's the biggest water carry you had? Come on.
5: Okay, there was a hundred twenty mile stretch. Oh. Between Interstate 10 and I 40, but what I did was in between it, uh, 60 miles in between yeah. was that Highway 62. Um, that was as far north as I can go. That was reasonable for my
2: ride to mm-hmm. drop to drive me uh, up and drive so me back. So two 60 mile waterless stretches. Yes, back to back. How much? How much is 60 miles of water for you?
5: Well, it depends on the heat because sure. I had more 60 mile waterless stretches later. Um, but you could see how much I got better at not drinking a lot of water. <laughs> um, so that stretch, oh my God, um, man. when I got to the road, I had two... So I uh, so I left Interstate 10, got to the campground like 12, 50 miles later. I sat in the shade, drank a lot of water, um, filled up two gallons of water. And that was what I was carrying was two gallons of water. Okay, so, eight, liters, eight liters, basically. Eight liters, and then walked that next 60 and I got to the highway with like two liters left and I had two gallons waiting there but I didn't feel that much so you, comfortable you did, you
2: did 10 miles you average one liter per 10 miles
5: usually I average about one liter per 15 in good good environments
2: dude you do not drink much liquid no I drink I like a liter every five miles I'm probably average.
5: An, an average and I'm not trying to blow sh- Right no, now, no 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 i, I but get you. like on a normal weather and normal through yeah. conditions i'm probably one liter per 15 or something what yeah but that that area got hot That's and crazy and man. i made the call to go into town so i hitchhiked into 29 palms who would have thought that would have been a trail town <laughs> right? and i got there just to, like i got there specifically to drink more water like so i could re-up right. on the water mm-hmm. so i wouldn't have like gone into that next sixty mile stretch dehydrated. On fumes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. And and but Jeez, little man. did I know because I mean I didn't know how much how the terrain would be all the time. That next sixty mile was a super easy. I was able to like like pretty much cruise through miles. So I got to the next highway, I interstate forty, with like three liters left. And I was like, oh man, I did that pretty much no problem. But it also depends on the wow. weather. If it was cooler yeah, or hotter, right, right. like it would really affect me. Like when I got to Death Valley and that's when I got really concerned about my timing because um, I had an ankle injury that that really kind of delayed. Um, so I was already I already pushed my start date late because I was thinking about snow levels north. Yeah. But um, not thinking about Central Oregon and like if that was the terminus, like I was thinking about Canada as the terminus. Right. Sure. So I started later trying to tie my stuff right because I knew I would be doing thirty miles a day at least but what that meant was that i was walking through very hot weather down south and by the time i got to death valley and i had wasted two days off an ankle injury it had ballooned up to like like upper 90s and i was really pushing a threshold once i saw the forecast attempts of being like 105 107 do you have an umbrella do you have an umbrella i and i I did and the hottest section I had was between Baker, California and Shoshone, Nevada. Shoshone, California, I'm sorry. And that was the oh man, it was it was brutal. And how the water hot, how hot that, and that, actually I had an entree water source there, Francis Spring, and it was okay. just straight dookie water with dead cow in it. <laughs> oh no. And dude. that was my only water source and I was like, Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill up with I took a chance. I was like I'm going to fill up with a gallon of water knowing that I have 30 miles away in like 95, 98 degree heat to get to Amarosa River, which I wasn't sure which would be running. I didn't really know what was there. There's no verification from anything. There's no app? You didn't have the Desert Trail app? Come on, man. But when I got to that river and there was actually running water there, like I mean, it was like so happy. It was like one of the craziest happy moments I had in my life. It was just like oh my God, I ran into the water and just like threw it through water in my mouth. It was just, Whoa. yeah, really crazy. But I did use my umbrella in that section. And it, a lot of it was from the wind and the sun and the sand yeah. that it was blowing towards me. And, um, and there's no shade there at all, because you're below sea level at this point. And then hmm. I got to stovepipe wells. At that point, I had to make a decision whether or not to like follow the official desert trail route that is based off more section hiking or find a sensible way to get through death valley before it got to 110 and and i had to find the most logical way to get through with definitive water sources without caching water and so i had to luckily in 2015 i did the, the desert trail portion back then so I didn't feel that much. Right. I didn't have any qualms about like walking the length of actual Death Valley through the, through, the, through the wash. There was a campground that had some water. But I still had to get up from that campground up to Last, last Chance Peak down into Willow Spring up into um, um, another canyon that actually had water there, Cucumonga Spring. Cucamonga? Uh, Cucumonga. <laughs> And that was probably a good 60 Kaka-munga. miles. Jeez. And when I got to Last yeah. Chance Spring, there was none. I get to Willow Spring, there was none. I get to Cucumonga Spring, and it was just flowing like... like. Oh, amazing. really? Kaka. It was just... <laughs> yeah. It's so oh. like the heavens opened up. It could have up. been flowing like caca, and I would have drank it. But it was like so amazingly <laughs> awesome. Wow. Because you know? I'd been so long without water. But if you fast forward to the next... 10 to 14 days i was i left near the town of looning looning nevada which is near a hawthorne and that was a 60 mile stretch to highway 50 hmm. but i wasn't i wasn't trying to get in highway 50 there's a little community there called middlegate um i got hammered with storms nevada was nothing Gross. but storms and so the temps went from like hundred degrees down to sixty degrees. Oh, and so I that's went. Different. I went sixty miles without water resource, with only three liters of water. So yeah. for every twenty miles, I was drinking a liter of water. Uh, dude, but I was fine. Did you piss temps were blood fine. after that? Georgia no, Nation, I should do no, not try this I, at home. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> telling this is you, is not recommended. Day two, I pissed blood. Day two, I pissed blood. And day two of the hike day two of the hike I pissed blood after that I was fine oh just what? do it just do it the second day you're okay after. why did you piss blood I. it was so hot in the canyons near the Borrego desert it was so bad there was no water source I drank so much wow. water I drank two gallons of water that day and I still didn't get enough that night you
3: needed some potato chips
5: well that's the next day I met the mercenaries and they, they were the ones that hooked me up with some water and you stuff. You needed some free to waste. <laughs> I call them the yeah. A-team. That's why I'm saying the, the mercenaries. They reminded me of the A-team. Hannibal picked me up. That's what I was doing the whole time.
3: But, so um, would you do the hike again?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I, so I, after I got done with this whole stinking thing, I lost my GPS waypoints. So my oh, Gaia, man. all the waypoints I had to, to try to provide people with a map set and all this no. other stuff got erased. Wow. And I was so bummed about it and I even thought I think I mm-hmm. talked to Salty about it. I was like, "Man, I may I may hike this in the fall time, but do it southbound." And cuz I had thought about doing this like southbound the past couple years too, you know, yeah, like Yeah. Uh, in 16 I did the, a bunch of other trails and stuff. Well, and, it would probably
3: but, be a completely different experience, you know?
5: Well, yeah. it's not about the experience. I just wanted to well, I mean, it is about the experience, but I, I want say, to. I, no, wait. What I mean by that is <laughs> that I, what is it about? That? What I mean by that, it's about the land. Like, I love that landscape so much yeah. that yeah. I didn't care about as much as about my experience being within it. It's just I love that landscape so much.
3: Yeah, but even that, like, like being it would be so different, open and yeah.
5: exposed and so vulnerable and on the line. Like, like I know that's the an pain experience, case. but yeah, that that is so awesome to me and it's totally I would have an love to have seen it again so like it's still on my mind about doing it again i, I don't know if i will but it's still crossing we need my a mind. commitment here <laughs> on the trail. <laughs> <show>. right now <laughs> yeah
2: other than pissing blood on day two what's the craziest thing that happened to you out on the desert trail oh my god i mean
3: besides the blood the mercenaries <laughs> the scar on your shin
2: i and that I, was all on day two and three but keep in mind i right. did i did it Jesus, sounds. I so
6: think weird. some of the sandstorms that you sent me the video of storms. were insane.
5: Yeah, I had a a pretty nasty sandstorm. There's a there's a beautiful range in north central Nevada, north central west Nevada, called the Stillwater Range. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> think about where okay, that's. I'm at. there. I'm there. And uh, it's a Stillwater Range. It's a pretty long, long range, and uh, it's. I believe it's like. I might be off. It's either 60 or 90-mile traverse along this ridgeline. Um, and the storms were just hit me hard. It chased me off the, off the ridge. Um, oh, so you just got to duck down on the lee side. Down. I got about, like, oof, I don't know, 50 miles through it. Uh, duck down a, a side drainage, and you get to this big, super basin and range-type expanse, right? So you have these huge ranges with nothing but basin, and it could be anywhere from three to 6,000 feet in an elevation game between the basin uh, floor and the the peaks or the range height. Okay. So um, down in the Carson sink, as I was trying to cross to get towards like Lovelock, Nevada, um, I remember there was this really weird storm. It looked like it was like, like, you know, like when you see rain curtains, like the controls yeah. yeah. coming down, and it looked like it was just smothering the ground. And I was like, man, that thing is crazy. Um, But it kept gaining ground on me super fast, and I I just kept thinking it was like, oh, man, this storm's going to hit me really hard. It's going to hit me really hard. And I'm in the middle of the – like, the sink is to the south of me, like, basically where the water's at, but I'm, like, slightly above it where basically all the washes filter down through it. And so I'm in, like, a wash, and I could see it coming at me, and you could just – like it's sucking the wind out of everything, so everything's super silent. Oh, and man. then it just—I'm like thinking I have like a minute, and that minute was like 15 seconds. And, and then what? And then- sand. It was just. So how do you deal with it? There was no
3: rain. Do you keep? Do you well, keep walking, or do no, you? No. So like-
5: I ducked down thinking it was rain in a wash. Like, well, f- I'm going to get hit. So I put on my rain jacket, put on my hood, and just ducked down on the banks of a wash underneath a huge uh, sagebrush, thinking it was—I was just going to get deluge with rain and it turned out to just be straight sand and it was just wishing through me and everything turned into sand and then everything went quiet and then the rain hit just
2: boom boom
3: oh so rain did come after it did so that
5: was the front of the storm that pushed Uh, it was just motoring its way through the freaking valley and pushed all the sand forward and then it had a dead silence in between like the calm before the storm and then the rain hit and then I had this like little moment like oh shit, this rain's going to be here for a while so I, I tried to set up my tarp like pretty dorkily and yeah. <laughs> and, and it just, it didn't work at all yeah. so I just like went back to the stage and just like wrapped my plastic ground sheet around me and just like hunkered down um, lightning striking around thunder and everything is going along and the storm yeah. moved through and then the weird part about it was that I've, I I continued walking through that basin, but I got to a spring that was my only water source before I got to Lovelock, and it was called, um, well, there's a, there's also the aqueduct on the other side, but um, Wild Horse Spring, and um, it's a little tiny pool with, like, cattails sticking out of it, oh, up, wow. on, up on, like, sand dunes, and as soon as I ducked down to, like, break the water, it just smelled like farts. And oh, yeah, sulfur, man. But it was the worst one I've ever smelled in my life. Like, really? The Hey Duke, anything else I've ever done in my life, nothing compared to this. And that, that was your water source? That was my water source. So I filled up two liters. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't drink. and then. But in my tent, I woke up at night, or my tarp, I woke up at night, and I, I tried to drink something. And it immediately made me upchuck back into my bottle. Wow. It, it was that strong. And so as I'm climbing up to the peak to get up and over the other side, which is still a pretty significant peak to climb up, I was like, man, I do not want to drink this water. I don't want to drink this water. Like, it's going to make me yak. Um, I drank a little bit more, try to muscle it down. And then luckily for me, that storm had left... Some water running down these hmm. granite like slabs, uh, uh, yeah. and I got to town the next day, and all the locals were talking about that storm. They're like, "Man, that storm was the craziest thing we've seen in years." And I was like, "I was in the middle of it, just sitting in a wash, like as it washed over me." But
2: did you bother trying to explain to any locals? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. there's no point, right? No. They <laughs> they wouldn't understand it. They think you're a liar. Like you, can, no. sometimes it's just best not. No, to, I actually, I had two friends
5: meet me there. Like my homies yeah. from San Francisco, they came up and meet me there, to, and they took me to Reno for a couple of days. It was a good break for me, and um, they're older than me. They're they're kind of like put some calming down on me a little bit. Yeah, it was right on. Sweet to hang out with them. And, and did you were, play the slots? No, nah, twenty. We were playing blackjack the whole <laughs> oh, time. Oh, you play some blackjack? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you win anything? No. Nah, okay. Nah. Yeah. Well, I did at one point, but. When you're, you, when, you when you're on the on the desert trail you just risk it all dude. Like I was like, like I was up like 300 like F it. Let's do it all. Let's right do now. it all. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then it's but, then it's gone. Yeah. But yeah. they still had buffet so
5: I won either way. Hey. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no like I, even after that like I mean I don't I got a couple stories that were pretty much like I passed out on trail which I've never done before. Wait a minute. <laughs> like not on
2: purpose? No,
5: not on no not on purpose.
2: Um, what? Yeah. All right, I tell you what. Save that story. We're gonna take a break. Yeah, yeah. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna hear that story, we're gonna finish up our talk about the desert trail yeah, yeah. and then do the rest of the show. Sure. All right, people don't go anywhere. Dirtmonger is gonna talk about uh passing out on trail. And losing your tarp on trail and all that. I was gonna storm. bring that up. <laughs> and losing your tarp. All right, folks, all right. don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. The Trail Show is back,
2: and we've got another clip from the Grand Rapids brew through. Are we listening to Snorkel or Frito? Frito, wait. Snorkel. Snorkel. Go.
7: So much like being on an actual trail, this Fountain Hill Brewery, we didn't think actually existed because it kind of showed up on the map, but no one had ever heard of it. It turns out it's inside of a college, and it's only open from Thursday to Friday. No, no, Wednesday and Thursday. Who keeps a brewery open on Wednesday and Thursday? And it's three hours open a day, which is crazy. But it turns out it's real, and much like actually being on trail, AT&T doesn't work here. It's just a Verizon area.
2: (laughs) Nice. What the heck was going on there? I want to talk about the beer I have in my hand. We need to do a quick update on our beer situation. That's a Ben Benvy so beer. So I've been on the search for a good four or five years now for what I would call a decent session IPA. Session beers are anything under 5% ABV, so alcohol by volume. And it's tough to get a good IPA huh. that's under 5% alcohol because the way they brew session IPAs kind of takes away from the flavor. Plus, the alcohol, the lack of alcohol can take away from the flavor. But what I will tell you, folks, is that State of Mind Session IPA, which is only 4.4% like alcohol, and this is from uh, the Collective Arts Brewing Limited out of Hamilton, Ontario. This, I may have found my session IPA. This is great
3: a, from Ontario. We'll just run out and get some of that.
2: Yeah, that, so that's the problem. So, how can we, we need any trail show listeners in Ontario that want to work a trade. Send me an email at disco at the trail dot com and we can we can talk. I don't know what I have to offer you, but, you know, maybe some trail show stickers.
3: <laughs> God, we, And we have what some new ones. Koozie? You got a koozie. We yeah. got koozies.
2: We got stickers and we're about to sunglasses? have sunglasses, You got sunglasses. We don't have sunglasses. What about a beanie. You got a beanie. We're going to have shirts real soon. Oh, yeah. All right. Real soon, people. We'll give a, a better announcement on that in November. But just know shirts are coming. But they're, they're on the way. But they're, they're only going to be available for two weeks. Two weeks. So, so get ready.
3: So stock up on that eyeball beer.
2: Are you guys drinking any beers? or Have we moved on? What do you got, Dirt?
3: I was uh, working on the monkey for a while.
2: I got the 30 special.
3: Oh, yeah. The, third that's day. That's the beer. Third three day. Three
2: barrel. Third Coke. day, right? Yeah. No, third day. Oh,
5: I, well, I'm trying to say it like I'm from Baltimore. Okay. The 30 special. <laughs> but third day.
3: I don't think the person like named it is from a, Baltimore. I think I
5: have a lisp when I say third day. Um, third day. Brewed with coconut. It tastes like a, a lot like uh fat tire, but Yeah. Instead of the chocolate flavor, you have coconut with
3: like with the Mounds bar in it.
2: <sighs> Your and mom has a Mounds bar in it. <laughs> that's the <laughs> My god. That's
3: the beer care
2: of Julie Mock. So thank you, Julie. It's
3: coming off the rails. <laughs> Someone had to. All
2: right, folks. Dirt
3: you well, should wear some of my clothes while you're sitting next to me. Plus, <laughs> that polka dot skirt would look really good on you. Just keeps no. burping, just into so them. fetching. I
5: couldn't think of what to say, so I
2: just referred to him. mom
3: I also I have a on. real sparkly shirt over there. We'll look the really day.
2: good. Dirt. When we last left off, you were about to <laughs> you were about to pass out. So. <laughs> Uh, let's continue with that story. No, you actually. Oh no, wait, you did the pass story. Out. I did pass out. Yeah, not like <laughs> right now. I'm gonna pass out. No, no, that that'll be in like twenty thirty minutes. <laughs> so the, the, let me get this straight. Were you were you just walking upright, and then all of a sudden oh, you're passed out? <sighs> what are we talking about here? Was there alcohol involved? Were you drinking? Hams? No, nothing. No hams. At all. Nothing at all. I, I, okay. I, I, I. Is
5: I'm gonna ask salty. Like I don't. Is this my Best story of this desert trail? It's, well, you were I mean, going to tell, too. It's a good one. Like, I feel like I can two. intertwine the first to the second one. Yeah. Okay. That, okay so about
6: the ankle injury. Yeah. yeah.
5: So, like, I think it, the passing out stems from the ankle injury that I attained. I'm going to say attained. I think that's the right word for it. Like yeah. I achieved an ankle injury <laughs> um, in Southern California that took me off trail in, like, critical heat time of, of the weather. Um, anyways, I, I performed pretty well after that for a long time. I, you know, whatever, yada, 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 sandstorms, eh, whatever. And then um, <laughs> I got to, like, north, northwestern Nevada, and um, okay. it was a weird, weird little thing. I mean, the storms had been hitting me every freaking day the whole time. From morning to evening, it was just one storm after another. Anyways, I was at a uh, in this range called the Sawa, Sway Range. Suave, Suave range. Like um, the hair products? Not Suave. Oh. So. Suave. You, Come okay. on, POD. Yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah. it's like Suave? I'm focus. It's a weird spelling. Maybe, it's Suave. Yeah. Maybe it's like Vidal Sassoon range in northwestern <laughs> <Yeah>. Nevada. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was taking 80s. a break at a spring up there and a storm came in. And normally I'm, I'm a pretty organized hiker, um, but I had switched my little break time. From open sunset, open sunshine to underneath a, a juniper, um, some dappled
3: dappled light, maybe. Uh, no, no, oh.
2: full shade, baby, full shade.
5: I I needed more shade. Yeah, okay. and and it was because I the sun was beating down pretty hard. But then, but then um, a storm came in that was pretty pretty nasty. So I packed up really quick, but I didn't pack up my tarp the way I normally do because I had to dry it out earlier in the morning because it got rained on all night. And so um, I didn't realize that I left my tarp there. And so 25 miles later, oh. I'm at a rain source, uh, a rain source, a water source, <laughs> um, and I filled up my, my water, and I knew I had some time to chill because after this water source oh, was dude. a huge playa, like a a vast playa with lightning... And storms just, just crashing down on the playa, just hitting it really hard. And and so I was like, okay, I could just chill out a little bit and walk like 10-15 minutes before I set up camp. But literally five minutes after I left that source, I twisted my ankle again. And my ankle went, you know, just kind of snapped pretty quick. And then um I was like, all right, fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna set up my shelter right now. So I laid out all my stuff. I usually shut set up my tarp like bottom first. And so I set it all up, and then I realized my tarp wasn't there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, and, dude. And there was, like lightning out there, and it and like it's nothing you you see in in like Arizona or all the other deserts. Like when you're that exposed in the playa, mm-hmm. like there's nothing, like there's no hills or washes. Everything is flat expanse. Oh man! And so. It was a little stressed and uh I found a little spot, like it wasn't even a spot. I don't even say I found it. I just like basically lay between some sand dunes and some tiny bush, some shrubs, and the lightning and thunder just kind of crashed over me, striking the playa and stuff. It flooded the playa and I used my ground cloth to cover me so I wouldn't get too soaked. But the weird thing about it, it was probably my best my favorite wildlife encounter was of that night. Is that after all the storms passed through and everything kind of cleared up about 3 a.m. in the morning, I heard nothing but the braying of the burros out on the playa. Oh wow! And the antelope were out there, and I could hear them like everything's so quiet and silent. There's nothing around, so I could just hear them like prancing around, and mm. the antelope are like trotting across the playa, and the and the, the burros are like play fighting on the on the playa, and and um it felt like they were laughing at me, you know. Like I woke up, like what's, what's who's laughing at me? Like I'm an idiot out here. <laughs> but but I, yeah, I get up and I decided to keep. I set, decided to walk on because I needed to get to the next town because I was going to spend another night like that, and I needed to find a shelter. So I walked across the playa with like these wild burrows and all these like antelope and and like it, the playa is like probably five miles long, but it's sheer flatness and there's nothing there, like, right. Nothing at all. And it's just the right amount of rain there, and so it's not too soggy or too sticky. But um, it was a really surreal experience because it you know, was scared with the lightning striking all around with no shelter. Like, shelter, a lot of times, it's just like having something over your head that makes you feel a little bit more right, secure. Right, for sure. Right? Yeah. I got to the next town, and and um, which was near Burning Man, the, the, the town of Gerlach. And I, I, I contacted again from Yama Mountain Guarney. He had a shelter laying around and he was going to send it to me, but it was like five days away. So I still had another 180 miles to go um, through the desert. And then it got really even more scarier for me. But at the same time, like there's a video of me like running away on the Black Rock Playa from a storm that's like the tentacles are just like reaching down on the playa and I'm just running away from it. Like that's not staged or anything else. Like that's a freaking storm on my ass. And trying to run to find shelter, just to. So, did you not library.
3: carry anything the next five days? No.
5: Well, I found. Um, so, Gerlock, there's a town south of there called Empire that has a big um, a drywall plant. So they had this, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like Tyvek or something. Tyvek type yeah. material, but it's super chalky and dusty. So hmm. I cut, and it's huge. It's, it covers like pallets of right, uh, of of, the, of this concrete type stuff, and. So I cut out uh, half of it, so I knew if I had to like cover myself up in it, I could. But the cool thing about it was that that next six days, five and a half days, um, I managed to find shelter in like rocks, in caves, in uh, a three a three walled garage homestead from the like the nineteen tens. I was able to find these shelters without having a shelter during all these storms, and it was. It really was a cool experience for me. Um it was just made me think a lot about like home and hiking and stuff like that and what I really appreciate about yeah. a lot of the stuff I do and and um that's why probably why like I think about like when you talk about hiking the desert trail again, it's like I don't think about the experience, I just think about the landscape a little bit more because that's like what I love a lot. Like I like that type of environment. But um eventually I got my shelter and And then you passed out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then like two days later <laughs> I'm walking up into the Steens, which at that point coincides with the Oregon Desert Trail. And at that point, I was pretty much grooving. Like, I felt pretty good. I got my shelter back. My ankle's feeling good. I'm kind of yeah. clicking along. And I knew the, the Steens. And if Salty could say, like, and I remember messaging All Good about um, Wild Horse Canyon. And I, I kept telling him, like, stay high. Stay high. Because I went low last time, and it yeah. was really hard. This time I went high, and it was super easy. Like... It's not on the maps or anything like that, but it's so different. Um, I, you know, so I remember like trying to give that advice, and so I wanted to tackle the Steens a little bit differently than I did the year before because I hiked the ODT last year, right. and um, I'm just tramp, you know, tramping along along a overgrown dirt road going up to is it Top Hat Pass? Mm-hmm. Top Hat Pass, and uh, I just hit a rock and. My ankle just went out on me so fast. Same ankle, same ankle goes out on me, and I'm on a downward downward hill, and my knee hit a rock. My elbow hit a, hit the ground pretty hard, and I'm just laying there like cursing the freaking air, just oh like, yeah. I mean, I heard that outward pop, like it wasn't inside my head. I heard the pop of the ankle It was like outside. Oh, dude, and um, I kind of just sat there like, like you know, cursing like f- my ankle, whatever, like just yelling it, like no one's around, so I don't give a f- at, at that point, but.
2: Um, I mean, you probably tore ligaments if you well, heard so,
5: like, a pop. So i would kind of been monitoring my ankle. This is a bad ankle I've had for years. I, I've broken it twice before, but oh, I've geez, also realized dude. that there was some other bones missing at that point. So I think the first, the first ankle injury... Fell out somewhere. Yeah, the first ankle injury I had back in the Mojave, I think I chipped a bone. And then when I fell, I went through this weird, like, troopy experience, you know, and then I kind of woke up to pixelated colors and Ooh, dude. and I realized I was in the grass and I, basically I passed out all the blood had rushed from my head to the ankle on a downward hill and um reached for my ankle my ankle was fine but um continued on iced my foot up at the lake up there Wild Horse mm-hmm. Lake and but I didn't realize my, I had also chipped my elbow at the same time my left what? knee ligament was bruised and so I kept walking for I just, I just walked it off I guess but but, Walk it off, son. Yeah, no, no, but that was, like, it that was a pretty wild experience because, like, ultimately, this whole hike was about, like, kind of, like, my, my mortality. Like, me and you were talking earlier a little bit about, get, like, reaching 40 not years old, old or whatever. Yeah. And so for me, it was, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore, but right. I'm doing something pretty hard like that, but not just, like.
2: Pretty hard. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it kind
5: of my own pretty hard way, right? And so yeah, yeah. having that was was a pretty trippy experience. It was kind of like it was pretty exhilarating and pretty eye opening. It was it was pretty drug like, you know, like yeah. a hallucinogenic. So it was pretty eye opening. But I, I struggled yeah. with that for a couple of weeks. Um, by the time I got to uh, Buck's extension, and from that point on, it, you know, I was better after that. But I, you know, was also dealing with. Some other inner turmoil that didn't quite make sense to me with the route. But um, when I got to Bend, I'm sorry, uh, Burns, Oregon, that's a place a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of tension the past couple of years, you know, like the Malheur Refuge takeover. Uh, That's
2: where that happened. Yeah.
5: And then also like they're not very
2: well, not very welcoming. uh, Not very welcoming or, or
5: open to even like Onda yeah Um, and a lot of stuff like that but that's also where the Hmm. kind of like where the desert trail was
2: started right and that's
5: where if that's the nearest town where it ends so it was interesting going to there and and talking to some of the locals that there were still signs up that were for the malia refuge takeover families like the hammonds and stuff like that but also like at the brewery at the Steen's brewery i'm talking to a blm ranger there who worked at all but it's neighbors with everyone and and all he's saying is that he just wishes that onda would move to there wow. to be in the heart of it like like almost like no one really respects the fight for the conservation where they're not dealing with the people that live in the area
2: um, and, and not I, and legitimate. i, I, I yeah. should just mention real quickly onda is more or less in charge of the o- oregon desert trail mm-hmm. correct and we're going to have salty on a future show to talk about her recent through hike of the Oregon Desert Trail,
3: and we're going to have Shira on, right?
2: Sure, yeah. we should. Yeah, we should. Should. That'd be great. Totally yeah, yeah, it'd be a twofer. Um, yeah, I like it. But I think, anyway, I
5: think out of all out of all the West I've hiked, I mean, I've been through every state on foot um, out west from the Rockies out, and there's no other place out in this country that has the polarizing effect as southeastern Oregon. Wow, and that's weird it's it's super polarizing there's super opposite sides it's super filled with tension hmm. um but it's it's a great conversation to have because ultimately both sides have a love for the land so it's it's weird when hmm. both people love the land both sides love the land but they they can't meet eye to ro- eye or over it right. I, I, yeah. it's it's such a weird thing but um anyways like going through an Oregon desert trail and then coming back on the DT it was a little bit more like i had some more insight, like coming yeah, back sure. in again. I was yeah. like, all right, I have a little bit more knowledge about this, and, and hearing about like that Malia Refuge takeover, which was was pretty cool. And and the DT does have a long history. The Desert Trail does, like it was up for a National Scenic Trail in Congress many years ago. Really, and it's it's really gotten forgotten about a lot of yeah. stuff like this. Like people are so hyped up <laughs> about. Not only like the PCT, CDT, and the triple you know AT triple crown trails, but mm. also these newer newer routes. You know the Hayduke and Grand Enchantment, and I mean yeah. lowest to highest. I mean it's a hundred mile route. Don't get me wrong; it's good, hundred forty yeah. mile route, but it's not really like a long distance trail. Yeah, you know well, what you, I mean. You like, can blame
2: Swami for that but <laughs> in, it, in <laughs> I, his first wanderlust. I, I there's book. something else
3: going on there too. No, so it's
5: it's a, a fantastic route, but it's not like yeah. it's not one of these. It's one of these routes that traverses a huge expanse of a geographic area. Sure. It's it's more designed as like a challenge.
3: But I think that there's value in that too. And I think that not everybody is looking for the route that traverses like a huge expanse. And part of that is because I think people have whatever experience they have on trail. And then after that, they change the course of their life a little bit. And they maybe don't have time or haven't made time for a bigger type of summer hike. And that's fine too, you know? Yeah. And I do think that the PCT used to have fewer people on it. The CDT used to have fewer people on it. The Hayduke used to have nobody on it. And the more that people get outdoors, the more and more the number of people on trails filters into these kind of more obscure routes. I agree. I agree. And so I think that, you know, by you hiking that trail and, you know, you have... This is the OG...
5: Original route.
3: Sure. Right. So yeah.
5: before like the Hey Duke and Grand Enchantment Trail was created, the Desert Trail had been of, there for a sure. long time.
3: Of course. But and what it, I'm saying yeah. is, I don't think that, you, I don't think we should say that like, well, like, well, people aren't doing these hikes, that people aren't doing, they're only doing the Triple Crown and then they're only doing shorter hikes. I think that's okay. Of course, you it's know, a, it's
5: totally fine. But, I, I, the only point I was saying is that this thing got forgotten because no one had done it. Yeah. Yeah. And,
3: And no one had
5: really really fought for it or even advertised it.
3: And I think it will stay that way, actually, until there's actually some maintained trail because that's kind of the way things go is that it it needs to have some maintained trail for for realistic numbers of people to hike on it. But I also think that there's a place for that, too, because there's lots of people like you and Swami and Pepperflake who are doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And if it were a different type of trail, if it had... You know, national trail system, um, national scenic trail. system. Scen- yes. Yeah. You wouldn't have been out there this summer because it would be very different than the than the experience that you had. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that there's value too in some trails staying. You know, like I think a lot of people like the CDT should stay wild. And I'm like, it's a national scenic trail. Yeah. You know, it's gonna get signed, it's gonna get marked, it's gonna get hiked. You know, and so I also think that there's a place for for trails like this. While it'd be great if there was some more interest in it or more people out there, at the same time, I think it's great that it doesn't have that status because it attracts a different type of person. I, you know? I think
5: there's a lot of what you're saying too, at least how I, I could read into it a little bit more too as well, is there's a little there's a difference between like established trails that seek that national scenic trail status versus a route That's Uh designed to challenge experience through hikers. The initial intent of the DT was to be like a National Scenic Trail. Mm. And it got lost in it when in the fact of that particular route, it is very ideal for that route challenge. If you go off the original mileage of it, it's 1,550 miles. It's pretty similar to... The Hay Duke and Grand Enchantment Trail combined. Mm-hmm. If you take away the Mexico to Canada thing and you get it you get you take away the next fourth trail, right? Yeah. Like this route is up there with any of those other routes by far. Um I think it got a little bit confused with its intent. On, right, again, on the modeled, audience, like yeah. on the audience of what it was trying to do, but at the time the audience wasn't there. I think the audience yeah. is there, but there's no one there to promote it. And what Buck did um, was a pretty darn impressive thing that he did, and he did it off of his God, his 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 effort. He did was incredible, um, but I also think a lot of it was his own personal journey. Um, like by extending that route up to Canada. I don't know if it fit within the yeah. route itself. Right, um, of course. But within the context of what we're trying to attain now is like... As people who are like trying <laughs> that to... That was almost good Mike technique. You <laughs> were going good. for the the burp off But mic, I had to the yeah, mic. Yeah. But like <laughs> people now who, who've achieved a level where they want to go further that other stuff may not make sense. Like the route itself doesn't have to go further. It does bring up the question about like uh route invention versus root, root forcing versus like national scenic trail status type stuff.
2: You know, dirt. I feel like we need a couple more hours to suss out all that is the desert trail but we don't have a couple I more know, hours. I know totally. So yeah. I tell you what, I'm, I'm actually refer them
5: to my blog. You'll see there's a lot say. of stuff on there like Free, dirt, was, monger, free uh, dirt Monger, freedirtmonger.blogspot.com. Yeah, okay. And I, and I do want to say like man, it was really tough for me to finish that trail written wise, not foot wise, like that 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 wasn't the issue, but how it can be presented to future people. I don't think a route needs to be further than what it needs to be. Okay. Um I think things are what they are supposed to be, yeah. you know, and and I do think themes mean a lot. Um I don't want to go to a movie and get lost in a theme that doesn't make sense with the original intent of the movie, but at the same time, it doesn't take away from what the movie is because there's a lot of effort behind it. Sure. But the DT itself is something that has been there for a long time and I I, I do want to stress that like this is not something that's like 10 years old. Yeah. This is something that's like 30 years old, 40 years old. It's older than me. I'm old. <laughs> so, uh, no, but, but I mean that like, like for us as hikers to not hike this already, like we dropped the ball on that a little mm. bit. Seriously. No, it's yeah. for real. Like that's an open space of public land that we decided not to hike because the PCT or the CDT or the AT was more popular. I don't popular. think it's that simple. It's not that simple, but at the same time, people who love this stuff, like, I love this stuff. I feel like I dropped the ball on it. Like, why okay. wasn't I hiking it you should earlier, say that. Right? You know? But you hiked it, man. Yeah, you did. Well, I, I mean, I did, but
2: I should have done it earlier. I, I mean, uh, you know. Well, dude, you're helping put this trail back on the map. I mean, even if that only happened in 2018 and not 2015 or earlier or whatever, Yeah. yeah. It, there was nobody that had hiked it since Buck. Right. Well, yeah.
5: No. Totally. No. No. So he was the first to do it in, in its yeah. entirety. But it's, it's it goes back to like family history, right? Like through hiking is family history with with other through hikers. Like, if I'm not passing along my grandma's history, right? Like, and I don't realize it till she's almost on her deathbed. Like, I feel like a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Like that. That's how I'm relating it to what I just said. Like to me, all these trails are kind of interrelated like that, especially with public land like mm-hmm. that. But um, the information I have on my blog, like I don't, I don't feel like I can put out a map set yeah. because of the fact I lost all those GPS waypoints, and I don't yeah. want to like. Oh, that sucks. I don't want to just recreate what's in the guidebooks already. Sure. Um, other than if I had just walked it, which I lost those, so there is information on getting yeah. guidebooks like that. Right. Um, right now, the best information for that is going to Bucksite, and a lot of these
2: people are old. Like, Do you know what site is? Um, By the way, we can post. When I
3: read it in your blog, I was like thinking it was Buck Thirty, and I was like, no, "No, no, no!" Come on. Very confused um, for a while. I, I would say couldn't, he couldn't handle a trail.
2: Like if this, you search, oh. if you search
5: Buck Nelson Desert Trail, like if yeah, you search that, out. it'll come You'll up. But it. he has information on the guidebooks, like Steve Tabor, George Huxtable, um, Russell Pangeli. Is, is, is this is his brainchild back in the sixties? But these guidebooks like Steve Tabor did and Russell Pangelli and also the, I'm sorry, not Russell, uh, George Huxtable did the, the Death Valley portion, as well as the Desert Trail Association did Northern Nevada and Southeastern Oregon. Like these are available, but these people aren't going to be around very long and there's theres they're not going to put them on like the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a resource for a route that's not going to be around much longer. Buck's website is fantastic for that. He provides the out uh, the access to get those. Um, I don't want to take, I don't want to step over those accesses, sure. um, especially if I lost something. So I think it's it's right to go through the guidebooks like that. Um, I do have like GPS waypoints, yeah, but I'm not going to give them to you, like unless I know who you are.
2: Good. I know what (laughs) you know what I mean. Like, I I know, but but I because you're going to get some emails, right? So, but the thing I did do was, can you give me those waypoints, man? Yeah, but the the thing I did do,
5: the thing I did do on my blog was a water report, okay, and um, uh, resupply report, which I do want to thank Shira for that for the Oregon Desert Trail because she provided me with a freaking spreadsheet for that. Like, but I also wanted to kind of. Use what she created for the Oregon Desert Trail because they are sister and brother trails. The Oregon Desert Trail uses six—I might be off a of mileage like sixty miles of the desert trail that was created a long time ago. So, um, I right just on. think it's—it's it's a part of history. That's what I mean by like what I was saying earlier. Like you just don't forsake history for for the sake of whatever's hot right now. But I don't you know. Uh,
3: we but, could go on and on, but I don't course. think that's but, why. But we can't go yeah. on
5: and on because <laughs> yeah. it's not why we, people have,
3: are
2: doing we that. have to move on. I know, we should. Yeah. Freedirtmonger.blogspot.com. Go learn, and you've got pictures up from the Desert yeah. Trail up there. Yeah. Check it out. we got to move on to trips.
3: Okay. Yeah. Who,
2: who's gone somewhere this month? P.O.D.? I've
3: been doing some lake bagging.
2: Uh, you and Salty did yeah. bag yeah. the lake, We right? went to
3: Cherry Lake, and I went to some other lake. I can't remember. What was the one Cunt- you, you sent Cuntwood. me a photo of?
2: That was really probably Cherry Lake, right?
3: Did I have oh yeah, that was Cherry Lake. That yeah. was pretty. Really,
2: yeah. really pretty. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've been doing some uh some more lake bagging, trying to squeeze some more in before the end of the season. Yeah, it kind of warmed back up. We had a cold yeah, spell and it wasn't like we would have had to like break through the ice to go swimming. Yeah. So we didn't. Oh, do it was that. fro the lake was frozen yeah. already. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Wow. Ooh.
3: It was really pretty though. Did we you go swimming? No, you would have to have some tools to get in that water.
2: Yeah. You could do like Wim Hof and yeah, cut, cut that's some holes and of. swim from hole to hole. But you'd have to have yeah. some tools to do that. Yeah, true. It's true. Just grab a rock.
3: <laughs> well, I don't know if a rock would have gone through. Uh,
2: uh, no. Oh, it was that thick.
6: It looked pretty. Yeah, yeah. it was thick. We we're yeah. up at like twelve thousand feet.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's salty. Cold. What about you? Have you been doing uh, other than the Oregon Desert Trail,
3: which
6: yeah, was seven hundred and fifty miles? Congratulations! Thanks, uh, guys. Uh, you, you survived. All good. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty days straight, and then two weeks in Portland. Uh, once I got back to Portland, I did some waterfalls before oh, the cool. the gathering. Yeah. Oh, right. cool. We did. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but Multnomah Falls. Yeah. By Cascade Locks, and then um, Dry Falls, I think it is, which is right off the PCT right there. Yeah. And then another one on our way up to uh, Mount Hood. So that okay. was fun. Yeah. We're just
3: kidding. All good. Just kidding. We Dirt. Love you've been you. in Arizona, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're gonna have to talk about that at a later date. Yeah. Should we give a... You want to yeah, give we a can look? give him a little insight. Teaser. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I'm I, uh, <laughs> I
5: was just on the Muggy on Rim Trail um, with Lint uh, for 22 days, roughly 570 miles or so. Uh, another Brett Tucker route. Um, just to give a quick... Brand new? Brand new, right? Uh, yeah, it's brand new, but it's an idea, a concept that's been in, in Brett Tucker's mind for a long time. It, it, at one point, it was... Initially thought as a northern route for the Grand Enchantment yeah. Trail. Yeah. So, a lot of people who have hiked the Grand Enchantment Trail may not know that the original idea went up towards the Mogollon Rim. So,
2: yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I always so we, thought it was Phoenix to Albuquerque. Yeah, so we basically yeah.
5: hiked the, the northern portion uh, of that um, from like basically Gila <laughs> Cliff Dwellings to Sedona area. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: I haven't done anything like dirt or salty. Uh I've been uh, actually been getting back into trail running lately. Ooh,
5: yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh last couple of weeks it's been nice with the fall colors. Like we've had a really long fall color season here mm. in Colorado. I feel like it started at the end of August. Yes. And here we are at the end of October and we've still got I'd mm-hmm. say another 2 weeks of trees left to turn here in Salida. Yeah. So wow. it's it's going to be a nice extended and I don't know if, like, part of that was due to the drought or part of it was due to uh, just the weird weather in general we've had in 2018, but it's been a season. People have theories on the lot. Season, yeah.
5: But I was surprised when I went to Arizona, like, they hadn't quite changed yet. and I was really, really surprised by that based off the weather. Oh, oh, the Aspens hadn't changed. Or the Cottonwoods and wow. sycamores. I mean, they were, like, right about to change.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was in Arizona about this time last year and – Probably things peaking. had changed. Yeah. yeah, things were peaking. Yeah. That's weird, so it's a little late, it seems. Are we gonna do a trail tip? You you got something, Dirt? <laughs> Can I play the music? Yes.
9: Yes. Here's my phone.
2: And now it's time for a trail tip with Dirtmonger. Dirtmonger, take it away.
5: Oh man, let me get into my phone and find my notes.
2: Now this is a trail tip. You you, you gave me a little tease earlier. Yeah, so we I, haven't done any a trail tip like this on the on the show that i can recall so this is good this is, it is a original tip
5: or is it based off like
2: <sighs> i don't know based off okay hi- hiding from the law but, yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. okay so yeah i guess it could
5: be um one thing i've noticed over the years is and maybe it's just for me being too damn polite like i'm always like a people pleaser and that you know like i've always been polite since i was a kid but the thing is, I've always been a large man. You know? <laughs> You're six foot five. Yeah, so, you can't hide that. So, really. but You're I've like always been—I've always been like, yeah, I'm a swamp ape, <laughs> exactly. <Ugh. laughs> um, but I, I've always had to like try to be small because I was so polite. But I never realized how important that was for me on hiking. For one, like when I get a hitch and there's a lot of stuff in there, like I have to learn how to be small. Yeah. So I guess my trail tip of the month is, like, I think it's very advantageous to learn how to be small.
3: So thirty you can turn out because you're already small. <laughs> Keep going.
5: But I think, like, I could be as small as them if I want to be. That's how good I've trained myself. So, like, I think it also matters with sleeping. Um, I sleep at a very confined tent. I don't... I. Taught myself how not to toss and turn a lot i 'm a very disciplined sleeper, so i 'm not like all over the place and uh, like, I feel like that 's been very good for me with hitchhiking's been very good for me yeah um, with being very polite going into like restaurants and stuff like that like i don 't want to get in the way of everybody else because i 'm too stinky, so i'd learn how to be small
2: dude, I, I think a good example in in p o d this is where p o d is is large and disco is small. And that's in a post office, trail town situation. My mo, if we have mail drops, is always to get the mail drop and then go around to the back of the building yeah. and like, yeah, and be small. Pod's mo is to get the mail drop, tear it open in the middle of the post office, and sort and organize. Be right small, there. yeah. <laughs> well, there's be, so many I good right? things
3: in there. I just want to get in there and eat my dried uh, peaches and stuff.
2: Yeah, but you gotta leave a a smaller imprint in a smaller footprint in those public spaces i also
3: think i agree i agree but i will also submit that if you are a female hiker and like i hike in a brightly colored skirt and a brightly colored shirt i don't necessarily think that i look like as offensive as a male hiker just saying male hiker with brown shorts and a gray top you look like but no it's not about it's not about Because I feel like when I'm doing that, people are like, What are you doing? And I'm like, Hi. Okay. So I'm I'm opening my mail drop. Let's take it it away from
5: that because that could be pretty arbitrary depending on the individual. Of course. Right. So, but I could say like learning how to be small on trail has helped me a lot as far as like sleeping within a tarp in a very confined position when like maybe there's animals to be aware of, weather to be aware of, all that like that. Like if if I'm sleeping small, I'm not going to get wet as much. Um, Also, like bushwhacking. Learning yeah. how to be small is so yeah. advantageous for me. Um, I learn how to move my body enough to be kind of crimped down to not be over scratched by by, right, by, right, by right. Um, <laughs> my long limb things, by cat claw, by cat claw, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But I just find it's like I've been around enough hikers when i see them toss and turn in their bed and they're all over the place or i can't sleep on this mat or i i don't know how to fit in this i don't know how to fit in this hitchhike and i'm i don't want to get in this car and i'm like i'll get in anything because i know how to get small and right. i'm tall yeah and a lot of it's been because yeah. i practiced that as a kid just being too damn stupid nice like mm-hmm. you know i grew up around like my grandma and my mom so i was doing everything i could to be most polite for them so yeah, um, it definitely has paid off in the long run for me while being out. On yeah,
3: a I think that's a, I think that's an awesome tip, and I yeah. agree. It is much more polite to go around the back of the post office. hashtag Be <laughs> I just small. Can't be small. I gotta get into my food.
2: hashtag Coyotes not people.
5: Yeah, coyotes not people. Co- yeah, <laughs> coyotes not people. <laughs> 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 See, yeah, be small.
2: A- yeah. Yeah.
3: I think you need a smaller sound effect.
2: Not doing iTunes Top 5 this month because uh, we don't have enough iTunes to review. Oh, okay. So well, let's people, keep going. people, leave us some How reviews. How about
3: donors?
2: Let's you, do donors. You want to do mailbag?
3: No, I want to do donors.
2: All right. Should I play some music? Yeah. Is that, the, is that the donations part?
3: Yeah.
5: Why don't you put donors on the list?
3: Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We've got our monthly VIPs. Who that? Bernard Wolf. Hey. Gummy Bear. Russ Not Fuss Kinder. Russ. Craig Pisco Gully.
2: What a who, guy. by
3: the way, was at the gathering. He's on the board of All the West. And so far, kept referring to him as Pisco. <laughs> and I thought he was saying <laughs> Disco. Oh, that's <laughs> Not like Pisco, but he just was mispronouncing it. I kept hearing Disco, and I was like, oh, there's another hiker here named Disco. But it was Pisco. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, Pisco. Yeah, I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Smith, Gringo Madness. Gringo. The Bobby Walters.
2: Bobby, Bobby's been posting some good photos. Yeah, lately. she
3: has. <laughs> She's got a good cat too. Yeah, Thank has. you,
2: Bobby. I like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy little. I tell you, who else has a a crazy cat? And is is uh, Scarfy? Scarfy cat, <laughs> and that's uh, drop, drop and, and roll. roll. Yeah. Drop and roll's cat has an Instagram account, People, you need to follow it. Yeah. It's Scarfy helps. Yeah. You go on to Scarfy helps on the Insta, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna love that. Yeah. I guarantee it.
3: You can thank us later. Yep. Joshua Bowdown to Ja Bowden. Ja. Diane Pinkers Stein. Stein. David Viddy.
2: What a uh not what a guy.
3: No. Hey uh hey. Bola hey. Pasta. Hey. Yep. Justin Quality Nulls. Quality. Jason Lurch, not church dean.
2: Bush. That's funny.
3: <laughs> Ingrid he got,
5: got a great. lot of people on his donation. Yeah. Samuel oh,
3: okay. Samuel Emery, the, the board. board. Rudy from cascadehikerpodcast.com. Hey Rudy. Hey. We just saw at the gathering.
2: Mm-hmm. Rudy.
3: Uh Jeffrey not Sessions Caldwell. Buddy Sessoms not Sessions.
2: Buddy, we've been <laughs> enjoying these Florida beers. Yeah, we have. Thank hey, you so Hey, you got two Not Sessions on here. Huh? Yeah, I know. They want to clarify. Wow. Yeah.
3: Pat the bouncer Dixon?
2: Yeah. Axel. Oh, and I've got a um Retraction from I, I made a mistake last month with that song I played. Oh, that wasn't him. A I don't fact, remember
3: what was it. What song was it?
2: Well, it's funny that you you asked. Um, I thought it was a Pat Dixon song. So I th- apparently it wasn't a Pat <laughs> Dixon song. Very but I'm I'm gonna right I'm gonna play it again just to remind. Yeah, I don't listeners. remember what was the song. 21st night
0: November Love is changing my mind tender And I'm chasing the clouds Away Our oh, hearts were really ringing
9: And the key of the
0: soul's Singing As we dance in the night Remember
4: How the stars stole the night Away <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it keeps going. Wow. Well,
2: well, and and I, again, Pat Dixon, I apologize. <laughs> I, that was Axel? I misattributed it to Axel. That, in fact, was not it does Axel. does not sound like Axel. <laughs> that was not Axel. Okay. Axel actually sent us a new submission, which I'm going to play during one of the breaks on this show. Oh, okay.
3: Well, it'll have already happened then. Again,
2: again, I apologize to Trail Show Nation and to Axel for that mistake. That was, in fact, hashtag big news. But it was a great
3: cover. I enjoyed that. Steven the Hustler Russell. Ammon the Brute Bruce, who I also saw at the Gathering. You met the Brute. I did. Okay. He Hmm. won a ton of stuff at the the, uh, raffle. Mm -hmm. He cleaned house. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Trevor Smoke It If You Got It, Bowl Man.
2: The Bowl Man. I get it.
3: Renee, Shira, Patrick, hey, Wesley, the Haggis Addicts Greenwood, Ugh. <laughs> Kevin, Chickpea, Cross, and Sasha, Honeydew, Codettes, Tebow, not Tim, Williams, Tommy, the Meat Popsicle, Stevens gave me a ride from the mm-hmm. gathering to the airport. Thank you. Uh, <laughs>
5: that sounds never
3: mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? That I got a ride with the Meat Popsicle? Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Picararo. Oh, oh, thank sorry. you. <laughs> Joseph Picararo. <laughs> Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady, Why, Daniel Fun Dip Sharps, Shira the Switchblady, <laughs> and Brian the Big McNamara.
2: Oh, I like I like that. <laughs> but, but, so they call him the Big McNamara, do they? They do. Okay. Huh. And How apparently
3: Shira, they call her the Switchblady.
2: Wow, the Switchblady.
3: Sounds it's like a mix between switchblade and lady. Switchblade. Uh and then we got our one offs, Jeremy Cornramen.
5: What's one off mean?
3: They're just a single donation, not like a monthly donor.
5: Yeah. And is Corn with a
2: K his middle name? <laughs> Apparently he's a big fan of that band. Oh. That's all I can How come
5: figure? we don't have quotations on that thing?
3: <laughs> Jeremy Cornramen. Thank you. He, is they, that really and his middle name? And apparently, he's friends with Pisco. So. His middle
5: name is really corn. I guess. No. You need to put quotations on that. <laughs> yeah, come on,
3: beauty. Jeremy the corn. <laughs> Who checks this ramen. copy? <laughs> Jeremy the corn ramen.
2: <laughs> All right. That's
3: what does a... that matter if I say it like Maybe that?
5: Maybe if he has corn in his ramen.
3: <laughs> Jeremy the corn ramen. He eats corn ramen. He can't handle the noodles, so <laughs> he eats corn noodles. I don't know. <laughs>
2: She's in her cut, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> She's gone off the rails. She's taken over where d yes, left D-Lo. off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we lost her. Okay, I'm back.
2: She's back, baby.
3: <laughs> okay, and our beer sponsors are Ben Benby, <laughs> with the terrible feet, and Frito, <laughs> Frito Way. <laughs> and
2: Frito Way.
3: And Buddy Sessums. Buddy Sessums. Way. who's way. also a good way of mine. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Is a cool way.
2: Well, thank you, donors. I'll just mention right now, if you haven't donated and you're thinking about it, we have some brand new trail show stickers. And we changed oh, yeah. up the color scheme. I'm, yeah, call, like I'm calling that. these the ice, blue. Oh. the ice blue like trail the shows. Ice Those are the
3: ice cold stickers. You should make, make rings cold. out of them. Like turquoise, turquoise rings.
2: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, folks. You can get... Uh, your very own ice blue
3: ice stickers. Cold. Ice
2: cold ice stickers. Blue. You got to stay, uh, stay ice cold, one. man. For a donation of 10 bucks or more. And if you donate 15 or more, we'll throw in a koozie, people. Ooh. Koozie Ooh. and when stickers. When shirts come out? Shirts? Uh, TBD. 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 What's the donation but, for that? Well, TBD. 100 TBD. 100 bucks or something? We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> No, no, no. Come on, man. Hey, I'm trying that's, to. That's I'm crazy gonna... talk. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about It's going to be sometime in late November, we're thinking. Ah. But we'll talk about it on the next show. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, P. O D, what's next?
3: Uh well we still have some Oh, can um, I talk
2: about the media review? Yeah, do It's it. gonna be quick. We don't have anything formal to review this month. Um, I've been listening to a new podcast recently called the Footstuff Podcast. You can find them at footstuffpodcast.com or anywhere you get podcasts. It's uh it's pretty cool. It's four guys. They're out of the Adirondacks. Uh Delicious Matt Bear, Tyler. Future Dad, Soak Ash, Wade Bastian, and Jeremy Utz, and I love their shows because they're they're typically an hour less. They're way shorter than ours, and the <laughs> guys they sound like they've been friends for years. Like there's a really good dynamic. They have good audio. So are they? They're East Coast, right? They're Adirondacks. Yeah. So a lot of like New hey, York. Oh. No, no. Maybe I, I'd be curious to find out if they're actually from New York. <laughs> And they they actually mentioned Colorado a number of times. One of wow. them was out here doing some hiking around Leadville um, not too long ago. And it turns out, Pod, that Future Dad was on the TA the same year we were, but he ah. was about a month behind us. Hmm. And he actually stayed at the at the um, the roost. The, the, the what,
3: Oh yeah, the place what, where the, we uh,
2: record the first TA podcast. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Oh, that it was, was in Bulls. Yeah, that was that a was funeral. A- that was a wreck. <laughs> that was a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we were wrecked when we yeah, were there. We were. But anyway, <laughs> that was a good so cool one though. What's <clears> the name of that place? Uh, it was called like the Mayhem Roost. Yeah, something like that. Mayhem wow. Roost. Okay. So anyway, sounds like my mom. <laughs> Footstuff <laughs> Foot- <laughs> Foot- awesome. podcast. So they say their their podcast is about adventure antics, activism from the Adirondacks and around the world. Check them out. I really dig their stuff, and they may or may not have given us a shout out on their most re- wow. recent episode. Ooh. All, All right. right. We're thanks, cross-pollinating What are they called
5: again? The Foot, foot Feet?
2: Foot Stuff Podcast. Because they do foot stuff. Yeah.
3: Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it.
2: All right. Very good. What's next?
3: we got some mailbag items. I think I'm only going to read the first two, though, if that's okay. Sure. Okay. No, can you cue up some musica? There you go. Dear Trail Show, thanks for the great show. At least I hear it's a great show, but I don't listen, and I heard that from Pisco. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen either. Anyway, I hope you choose to use my measly donation wisely, maybe a couple of good beers, and not foolishly like improving content or quality of the show. Thanks, Mr. Corn Robin. <laughs> Mr.
2: Corn Robin, <laughs> yeah. consider it done. Corn the K.
3: That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, POD. My husband and I fell in love with backpacking this year, and it kind of transformed our lives. We recently discovered your show and have been binge listening to older episodes for the last two months. The trail show has been so great on educating us on various LNT issues, trail maintenance because of you and Disco. We are signed up for our first maintenance trip in a few weeks. Yeah. woo. now. Whoop. whoop, whoop. Yeah. And all of the amazing trails that we can't wait to hike. We also love beer, mostly IPAs. Yeah. And thoroughly enjoy the banter. So thank you and please pass along our thanks to the whole team. Thanks again for all you do and we're looking forward to the next episode. Best She-Ra. Ah. Not the other
2: she ra The Switchbladey. S Sw- She Ra Yeah. Very good.
9: And uh, I'm gonna say number three for cool. the other show.
3: Okay. Wait, that's but okay. what about the other one? on yeah.
2: a line here.
6: <laughs> <laughs> She's saving it. You're us. over the line.
2: <laughs> Market zero. Smoky. Yeah. Market zero. All right. So that's a quick mailbag. Yeah. Who's got the Ask a Hiker questions this month?
3: I don't think we're doing Ask a Hiker this morning. What? What do Are you mean? Oh, there's the one. The well, one about romance. It wasn't there a question for Salty?
5: Yeah, let's do that That's one. That's called Salty, salty Snack. Funny. Okay. Uh,
9: That's not uh, called Ask a Hiker. Next month.
5: Salty
2: Snack.
3: No, Salty Snack right here. Dear Salty.
2: Spellbag item number four. Dear Salty. Wait. Can, can I read Salty the question? Yeah, do it. Can I read it in the Casey Kasem voice? Oh,
5: yeah. yeah. I used to play pool with the sun. What?
2: Yeah. I, can I have your copy? Oh. Oh, have you not seen the question? No, Even better. Uh, she needs this help is gonna, This is going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Dear Salty, I recently tried some fake beef jerky and it wasn't too bad. Not great, but you know, not bad. It seemed <laughs> it seemed like it had healthy stuff in it or at least it didn't have unhealthy stuff. I also had some coconut jerky, which <laughs> which was made better, but no protein. So you know... Kind of didn't serve the purpose that I had hoped. (laughs) Dear Salty. Anyway, my friends were mocking my jerky because it was (laughs) soy-based. Why so much killjoy around soy? I've heard bad things about soy for many years. Is it really bad? And why, Salty? Why? (laughs) Thanks so much, the tofu turkey.
6: (laughs) Tofu turkey. Tofurkey. Uh,
2: <laughs> so is soy is soy as bad as people say it is? I've heard it's horrible. Yeah, me too. I, I've and I've heard like that it messes from a, up with your testosterone. I've heard that it? from a medical See, professional. But
6: yes, that is the issue: is that it is disrupts hormones, and especially well in both men and women, but especially in women, uh, because soy can be uh, it's a phytoestrogen, so. It acts like an estrogen in the body and uh, can bind to the same receptors. When you say
5: phytoestrogen, is it spelled F-I-G-H-T? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no with P-H. the ah.
6: as in plant, plant-based ah. estrogen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it um. It's also like corn with a K. <laughs> right. So essentially, yeah, it it disrupts your hormones and uh, especially if you have any like thyroid issues or anything like that, I definitely uh, suggest people steer clear of it. And if you are going to have soy, I would have like fermented versions of soy mm. like tempeh or miso. Okay. Um, yeah. so, his jerky, so
2: his jerky was a bad choice. Well, Well, he was shamed by his friends about that right. jerky.
6: What about the uh,
3: sprouted, like sprouted tofu? That doesn't matter. I have you know. seen that? Uh-uh. It's like. It's kind of like the Greek yogurt of yogurt. It has more protein and like it's mm. way harder, like way tougher. Okay, but I think it's still the same thing. So it sounds know. like jerky. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that way tough. tougher.
2: It's not, yeah, tougher, harder. That sounds like jerky no, to me. No. I was like, dear old salty. It's
3: it's like you know, s- like strained. Like if you took extra firm tofu, and like s- oh, you man. know, squished it I'm with a. Cast okay, you're, you're getting weird. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just curious.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so I think I think we answered the question. Like, wait. So what was the answer?
6: So I I would avoid soy. Yeah. I mean, I, I what
2: do you, I mean?
6: And if, if you, you have like a
2: little
5: bit of soy milk in your cereal,
6: no, that's probably fine. I just wouldn't really over. But do don't it. eat
5: soy jerky. Uh,
6: you can I, eat soy
3: jerky, jerky, maybe, but just not. If that's all you eat,
6: yeah, I wouldn't overdo it. Are you
5: saying that we should all eat meat?
6: No, that's not (laughs) not what I'm saying. Uh, If you're looking for vegetarian protein sources, there are some. You could choose like nuts or, uh, I mean, beans. Those are kind of starchy too. But I mean, there are other options. You don't have to always eat. Beans are great. You know, I like like, like
2: edamame, but that's like straight soybeans, right? Yeah. Beans are the best because they're also a comedic. That's right. right. <laughs> they provide comedy. Yeah, they yes, do. They do. Yeah. All right. We have one ask a hiker question. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Beauty, do you want me to read that sure. also in Casey Kasem voice? Sure. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Maybe, maybe Dirt will read.
3: Yeah, it. Yeah, Dirt, you should read yeah. it. I don't
5: have
2: Casey Kasem, but I could do
5: Arnold voice.
3: Please. Oh no, no, I hate Arnold voice. Oh yeah, Beauty does. Disco hate overdid it on the PCT, and yeah, I can't I ru- stand I'm it
2: sorry, anymore. dude. I ruined Arnold for. Then PC. I can't read it. Okay, uh, salty. Do you want to read that? Can you read it in
5: Swami voice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. That's, I don't have an Australian accent. Uh, I you don't? C- no. Oh. Isn't it similar to Austrian?
3: Yes. kind of. Yeah. The words are similar. Yeah. Yeah. The accent's probably the same.
2: Somebody read the (laughs) the question. Go for it. (laughs) All right. I bleep you out. This question concerns
6: romance, or lack of it, on long trails. What is the etiquette here, and or is it ever appropriate to hit on a fellow hiker? How do we make sure people feel long trails are safe and welcoming spaces? Thanks.
5: I think I should read Big this sexy. in a very aggressive voice. <laughs>
2: no,
3: dude. I don't this question I don't
2: I want can't to, answer this question. I don't want to touch this question. Me neither. We'll let the ladies in the room answer this question, please.
3: Well, I've had a few churl romances and Where's the were, crickets? They were fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You know, laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, those crickets were getting loud. I don't know what happened. <laughs> now it's the echo.
3: Yeah. Um. And <laughs> dirt's dying over there. Dirt, you—you've you, had some trail romances. No, I've. Oh. No. Yes, you have. Only one. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's one. Yeah, and it wasn't good.
2: <laughs> but wait a minute. The question isn't about no, trail romance. No, the question, the question, was question was is about in hitting in Yushi, on someone. Yeah. I never hit anyone on
5: trail.
6: <laughs> 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 that
2: came up. Well. Yeah, I don't think I don't, <laughs> th- I don't think that was the question either. But
6: I think on trail, as in real life, you should like read the signals and pick up on <laughs> what the other person is putting out.
2: Okay.
3: And I also think that sometimes we misread the cues and that's fine. Do you think it's smell based? I think think maybe instead of like going in for the big smooch, you know, maybe you could just express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Communication is key. And just say what your feelings are. What about like give that person a chance to respond? And that's not as romantic as the big movie kiss, but you know, if the other person isn't feeling the same way, it's less awkward. Yes. Is it
5: more awkward in town or on trail, or what's the move to do? On trail or in town? Like if you have a crush on someone, mm. right, and like things on trail are just like, you know, happy dory, no, hunky dory, <laughs> everything's cool and everything else, but you don't know what to do yet, but then you get to town and everyone else has a good time, like how's that work? Right? Because usually in town, everyone else is a little bit more yeah, freer.
3: <laughs> Drunk? I, yeah, I yeah. I would I don't much know. prefer somebody said to me, hey... It's been really great hanging out with you, and I kind of feel like this could be more than a friendship. Are you feeling the same thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you open to that? Like, just say what your feelings are.
5: Do you think it matters uh, if, like, you're older or younger? Like, I've
3: never... Do you mean, like, have an adult mm -hmm. conversation about it? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's like, it's does crazy. it
5: matter if you're older or younger? No, like, I don't think it does. No.
3: And I think to go back to your question about where to do it, I don't think it matters. I think if your goal is to hook up, then maybe towns better because then right. you don't mm. give the person a UTI. But, <laughs> um, but ahead. hopefully that's not or. the ultimate goal, right? But I also think that, and it doesn't matter. Like, it's not just like men with women. It can go the other way around, sure. or you know, sure. whatever. Or, you know, women with women or men with men or whatever, you know? So I don't think it's fair to pigeonhole, you know, that situation. That's what we call it. I also think that if you're worried about where's the best place to ask someone and is it better in town, is it better on trail, I think it doesn't matter, but I think what you have to anticipate is that if the person says, well, no, I'm not feeling the same thing, what makes it weird is if you continue pursuing that person or like not giving them space or, or not making it clear like with words that you (laughs) respect that choice. No, I'm not really feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just like in the friend zone. Oh, okay. Well, I understand that and I respect it and it doesn't need to be weird. I totally get it. And
5: what do you think is big? Sexy's actual question.
3: That is his
6: question. It's like, how
5: do you know it's a him? That's
6: what I, I mean, want. That's true. Her, her. It's
5: big sexy. Like, does this person have <laughs> any boundaries within this whole thing? Maybe he's he or she has crossed boundaries.
3: Yeah. And maybe they had a situation that didn't turn out well, and so that's why they're asking. And so I think maybe just use your words, like I tell my fourth graders all the time, and try also, that first.
5: would you ever consider yourself big sexy? Well, I'm
2: big. Here? I am big.
5: I know, but would anyone <laughs> else here consider themselves <laughs> Wasn't
2: big there a sexy? song called? Big, sexy... I thought
5: it was a wrestler. Wasn't it a wrestler from like I no WWF?
2: Idea. Yeah, maybe. I think there
3: Does was. anyone else want to weigh in on that?
5: Nope. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not at all. I might have said too much already <laughs> in a jokingly fashion without yeah. doing it on purpose.
3: <laughs> Use your words. Communicate. Yeah. Yep.
2: All right. That sounds like solid advice. Okay. Do we have a gear review, POD?
3: Alternate uses for the tent stake.
2: <laughs> Ear q-tips didn't we have one? oh god didn't we have one from fidget
3: yes yes and i can't remember what it is ah, right. i bet you no. is unique come on
2: beauty how she sent it to you you have to I have know. this information well i can look it up on my phone all right while we'll, we rock out i tell you what This
3: music let's rave out a little Th- bit
2: this is where we'll take our little three minute break while pod finds
3: <laughs> no I, I remember it now i remember yeah, it. it hold on
2: let me let me hit the music <laughs> <laughs>
3: That would be okay. awesome. So, it's time for our gear review. Let's rock out. <laughs> Whoops, I went wrong.
2: No, one. yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. So, this came from Fidget, right? Alternate uses for 10 steaks. So, <clears throat> we're selling 10 steaks, huh? Yep. Okay. Are you, you saying gotta really tent or tin? Tent. Tin steaks? Tent.
2: They could be made out of tin.
3: Sure. Cheap ones.
2: Or are you saying there's 10 steaks? Could there be ten there tent could tent be ten, 10, tent stakes. Ah,
3: Ooh. you
2: preempted, <laughs> preempted, preempted,
3: preempted, preempted, <laughs> preempted.
5: That's like oomp, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh Anyway, so this comes from Fidget. <laughs> so apparently, if you if you hike for a long, long time, prolonged periods of time, and you never clean your drinking tube if you use an inline hydration system, your tube will start to grow a little mushroom. Like way down in there. Mold. Yeah, but it can actually become like a total chunk.
5: Why do people use that stuff?
3: (laughs) Because it's easier for some people. I know. Some people make different choices than you, and that's difficult. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) the problem is getting the little mushroom out. Oh. But you can use, if you have a nice skinny, you can't use those, the ones that are like a triangular prism.
2: Like the ground claw? Or no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
3: You know, you have to have yeah. like the... The three-sided the sheet- tent stick. What are those called? Shepherd's hook? Shepherd's Yeah, hook. that kind of thing. You got to have one of those so it'll fit in the hydration tube. Okay. And then you can get down in there and like stab it a little bit and then slowly pull it up and then pull it out. It's like a big, ugh, sticky mushroom coming out of your drinking tube.
2: That sounds pretty bad. So you
3: can use your tent stick to pull gross things out of your drinking tube is what I'm saying. Okay.
5: Oh, that was... Okay.
3: <laughs> you yeah. following
5: now? I, well, I was, I was following, but I forgot what the original question was.
3: <laughs> it's pretty standard.
2: <laughs> All right, so there you go, At people. Use your tent steak to get the mushroom out of your drinking tube. Yep. Oh, gosh, that's gnarly.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. That this, was awesome. <laughs> this is the part of the show <laughs> where the show ends. <laughs> we want to thank everyone for joining us today. Big thanks goes to Julie Mock of the Colorado Mountain Club. Bop. Check out <laughs> CMC. <laughs> you all right over there? Bop, bop. <laughs> Check out CMC from you. at cmc.org. Big thanks to Dirtmonger Monger <laughs> for schooling us on the desert trail. We hope to have you back at some point to talk about those other trails.
3: Babylon blockla. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: okay, okay. A large thanks goes to Ben Bevy, Benvy, Benvy,
3: Benvy. Ben for the bearder, <laughs> <laughs> as well as Frida Way, Frida Way, and Bitchy Way, and Buddy Sessions, Buddy not Sessions.
2: Thanks again goes to Salty Sessions. for yeah. covering trail news. Thank you, Salty,
3: salty. and the Salty snack. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thanks and praise. <laughs> Thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself a koozie and some new Ice, ice Baby ice Trail cold. Show ice, ice Baby, wow. For a $15 more donation at thetrailshow.com. will right, kick it. 50 wow. You can always $15 with an ean. Okay, ean. With an oh, e. Okay.
3: Okay, God, English numbers are terrible.
2: E- <clears throat> does that mean evening? I think it does? <laughs> I don't yes. know. Yeah. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at TrailShow, at Instagram and Facebook at The trail show. On the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Another Trail Show has come and gone, but don't fret, we'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Yeah! Roomba (laughs) 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 Until then for the Princess of Darkness Salty Dirtmonger Special 41 Triple O And D-Lo I'm Disco Happy Halloween I like like
3: all this White guy scatting That's going on over here (laughs) It's fun
5: (laughs) (laughs) I should have done that one Damn it Is that a a thing? Yeah (laughs) It is They're shooting guns in the air (laughs) Oh. Oh, the- oh. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> bo, bo, bo! <laughs> what the hell?
3: Bo, bo, bo! That's a show. I'm just a big gal, <laughs> but not an IPA gal. <laughs>
2: and why, Salty? Why?
6: Problem <laughs> number two has become problem number one.
5: I do have like GPS waypoints, yeah, but I'm not going to give them to you.